rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. I'll be right there. Boom. Hello. Hi. Wow. It's working. Okay, guys. So many things are going wrong technically. Last night we weren't able to connect to YouTube. This Tonight, I had to do it in a weird way that I'm not used to, so I wasn't sure if it was going to work, and I'm glad to see that it is working. We're also streaming out on Facebook and Twitch and on Periscope. So, my name is Tara Devlin. We have a regular spot on Progressive Voices every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. We play the repeat. I'm sorry, I'm (laughs) I'm covered in cat hair. This is how we do it. This is how the Tara Buster rolls. It's a very intimate show. We're, this is the liberal media. Front and eight easy, man. You don't see this happening on Fox News because I don't have any billionaire benefactors here. We're basically doing it anyway. You know what I mean? I always say you. I got clean doing it anyway in spite of how I felt, in spite of every cell in my body telling me it's not worth it, life sucks, don't bother, you'll never be able to maintain, you'll never be able to have a sober life without wanting to kill yourself, Uh, here I am trying to make the world a better place. And that's the goal of progressives. It's one thing I say, even though I have a lot of I do have a lot of criticism for Democrats as well because we didn't get here um, just because Republicans suck. It took a concerted effort. But one thing you can say about the Democrats is that they're not, they wouldn't, uh, oh, here we go. I'm looking at the stream and now it's lagging. I better stop looking at it. So annoying. That's why I, That's why I have a subscription to Restream. It's not supposed to lag. Once it goes to Restream, it's supposed to go out nice and smooth, but it doesn't. So, but, all right, back to what we were talking about. One thing you could say about Democrats is that they're, at least they try. You know what I mean? Republicans, they're not trying to make a functioning society that works for all. In fact, they're trying to undermine a society that works for all. That's the whole goal of conservatism, and we talked about it last night. The reason they they get out of bed in the morning is to make the rich richer, is to undermine democracy. They don't like democracy. Democracy gets in the way of entrenched oligarchy, and ultimately they're dragging us back to the very system the founders rebelled against. Just have to put on the fan. It gets hot when I start talking. So uh, I I have a Patreon challenge going on. So if you guys want to do, uh, if you can, please go to patreon.com and become a patron. Last night before we ended the show, I asked for a new patron because every time we'll get a patron, I'll do a show. So... Without even asking twice, we got um, another patron. Thank you, Eric, 
This show tonight is brought to you and me and all of us by our, our new patron, Eric. I hope you continue to support us and keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it. And also join us on Discord as we grow our community. That's how we're going to win. We stick together, we win. I'm not kidding around. You know it. That's another way of saying e pluribus unum. Out of many, one. That's the point. This is why we get together as a society. We, uh, without, we, human beings are interdependent. So t- alone, we can survive, but together, we can thrive. And yeah, if we get rid of these albatrosses hanging around our national necks. Now, let me see if anybody's here in the chat room. Let's see. Oh, God, this sucks. The restream is not connected to the chat room. So I'm not able to see your chats. Who's in? Usually the restream's connected. So everything is... I can't stand it. Why do things not work? You know what I mean? Just work the way it's supposed to work. Yeah, restream chat isn't working. Great. Because restream chat allows me to see all your chats. So it allows me to see the chats on Facebook. It allows me to see the chats on YouTube and everywhere else. But it doesn't seem to be working. Nothing fucking works. And I got to stop cursing. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to curse. That's what I wonder. Maybe we have trouble getting guests on the show because they don't like the way I curse on the show. But then I think everybody curses. Not not just me, not everybody, but not every show. Of course, you don't hear Tom Hartman cursing, but Mike Malloy curses. Right? What the hell? Maybe I have a bad reputation. Do I have a bad reputation, Shannon? <laughs> I see Shannon in the chat. So if you're anywhere else, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Periscope or wherever, I can't see your chats. I'm very sorry. Please come over to YouTube, RDT Daily. I mean, sorry. Fuck. I'm fucking up tonight. Don't worry. It'll get better. It's at YouTube.com slash C slash RDT Daily Media. So I can only see the chats on YouTube if I'm looking at YouTube. So it's going to be not as good. Hopefully they'll figure it out. All right. Thank you, Stephen, for your super chat. Yes, best lesbian on progressive radio. I think so. There are a few of us. There are a lot of lesbians in progressive radio. Some lesbians are more progressive than others. Okay. I leave that up to you. You have to pick out the real progressives. You know who I'm talking about. Well, whatever. I just have a bo- I have a bone to pick with certain progressives, so-called pr- progressives, because they're not really progressives. And I know that for a fact. That's why we we gotta get Poppy back on the show. Where the hell has Poppy been? Poppy Champlin, our regular contributor here on Tower Buster. 
So, all right, let's talk about everything that, that's going on in this effed up country. It's pretty disturbing and it makes me sick. I had a headache again today. Before I continue, I'm sorry, let me, let's just do the whole intro that in case there's somebody who is stumbling in here drunk for the first time, this is unapologetic liberal talk. So I'm here to, my mission in life is to reframe the paradigm besides saving all animals from the cruelty of human beings. My other mission is to why can't I talk? Shift the paradigm of this country. It's about time that we embrace what it means to be a patriot. What is being a patriot? It means leaving no one behind. And I hope I can contribute just a little bit to that shift. And it doesn't happen uh, by osmosis, it, we have to come to a consensus. I know that this rings true to you guys. It rings true to me. How can you say you're a patriot if you think that leaving people behind when you don't care about your fellow Americans? It's like Trump. He's talk, he always talks about how great America is, how much he, he loves America as he's humping the flag in front of everybody. Yeah, but you can't hug the flag. You can't say you love America when you hate just about everybody in it. So that's the antithesis of being a patriot. So we are the real patriots. doesn't mean that we don't have problems or we are always correct or we don't have our struggles with each other. It just means that we get it that you can't have a system that works for some and not for all. That's not democracy. The point of getting together in a government and voting and deciding what kind of civilization you want is we're setting the rules. You're setting the ground. The It's like a game, in a sense. You don't, uh, you're setting the rules of the game. That's why you say the game is rigged. And it certainly is. It's not rigged for us. It's rigged for the 1%, the fake populists. And they know it. That's why Twitler can, he is, that's why he's in office. He got in there pretending to care for the, the, those who were left behind on the wrong side of Reaganomics, on the wrong side, on the uh, other side of the New Deal. All the while, they're concentrating more and more money to the top. And as the, the Republicans who are in power illegitimately, because they don't receive the majority of votes, and they represent the minority of people. That's another thing. Why should Mitch McConnell, who, has, who represents the same amount of people that, that are... Uh, right now in a small town on Staten Island as uh, as the representatives in as AOC for one she's just she's a representative she represents the 14th district in Queens her po the population that she represents 
It's like more than the whole goddamn state. Where Mitch McConnell, who has his gross face and disgusting, grasping, greedy hands around the neck of power, and he's squeezing the life out of liberty and beauty and justice and unity and e pluribus unum. That's what he does. That's the point. So we're here to reclaim the mantle of patriotism. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Republicans pretending to be patriots. I get their emails. Somebody, because I guess they think they're funny. I don't care. I, I, I watch, I read their emails. I want to see what these idiots are up to. They sign me up for conservative newsletters. And somebody signed me up for Trump's newsletter. Okay, so I read it. It's filled with shit. It's bullshit. We know a con man's like, just like I wouldn't sign up for Trump University or sign up for Trump's network, his multi-level marketing vitamin scam. I won't buy into the scam that this disgusting idiot who can't spell, who doesn't know when to use Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U apostrophe R, he doesn't know that, but he he knows what to do uh, who, with this country, with Earth. Get the F out of here. And then I have to ask again, why? What's wrong with us that we allow it to continue? That's a whole other story. Why is he even allowed to continue to F with this Earth? Oh, because we all have to pretend it's a functioning system. I see. Well, let's stop pretending. It's not working. They are illegitimately in power. Let's get to let's get that out there. And they hate this country. They hate democracy. And this is why. You know, yesterday, um, well, even today, all day, we're on Twitter. It's trending. It's probably still trending. Let me see. Because Tucker Carlson who I can't say that name for some reason, and it's fine. Who cares? I'll, I'll just call him the chicken heir. He attacked Tammy Duckworth for... He, for he said she is uh, that she hates this country. I find that so funny. Well, here's the thing, because Republi- I always say Republicans hate this country. But I'm not, uh, I'm telling the truth, though. How do Republicans love this country? Show me. Please, anybody, give me an example. I keep asking Republicans as well. Another thing, before I get off, um, it just popped into my mind, because I had posted a conversation that I had with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on her calling on her, uh, she has uh, coffee and conversation with AOC, and I, as a constituent, it's for her constituents, and anybody can listen, I suppose, but I called in and I asked her about uh, the thing that I would like to propose in general, and I hope it catches on, that liberals, we start framing our policies as the patriotic imperatives that they are. Okay, so uh, Shadowhawk 
on the comments. Now I'm seeing a comment saying that I don't understand how to watch Tara tonight. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere. Let me see. Can I? Everything is going crazy here. How did I get this comment? But I didn't get everybody else's comment. Weird. Weird. I don't understand. Oh, maybe you're in Discord. Go there. Here we go. So uh, I proposed. Let's and I hope this is catching on. So let's let's start talking about Medicare for all and universal higher education, universal um, well living wages, the reinstatement of the estate tax, the uh, high marginal tax rates on the rich. Let's start talking about them as the patriotic imperatives that they are. And anyway, somebody watched it, watched the video, a uh, right winger. And he saw, and it's so boring. He wrote a comment. Oh, a couple of communists just trying to trick everybody into thinking that they're what they're talking about is patriotic. Anyway, I ended up deleting the comment because it annoyed me. It was my knee-jerk reaction. I probably should have left it. But I just, because I have no time for these people. It bothers me. They have enough platforms. I'm sick of their bullshit. A communist, a couple of communists, they're so tediously boring. We've... Get another insult, please. Nobody was talking about communism. We're not talking about taking over the means of production. We're talking about regulating capitalism so it works for more than just the goddamn billionaires who are destroying this country, who are turning it into an oligarchy. So... What are we going to do? We have to make our choice. We either have concentrated wealth or we have democracy, but we can't have both. Hello. So give me an effing break. A couple of communists? F off, fascist. Show me where. And, and that's why I was like, well, I wish I didn't delete the comment. It was just really because my whole thing is... This is, they attack, then they'll attack saying, oh, where's my freedom of speech? Well, you don't have freedom of speech on my channel. I own the channel. You got freedom of speech. It's, it's not, it's guaranteed by the Constitution, but it's not guaranteed on Tara Buster YouTube channel. So, you don't like it? Go and make your own channel. And you can say everything you want. All the stupidity, the lies, the racism, the ignorance. You can get it all out. Let your freak flag fly. So, but I, I have no time. The, the thing that, the, one of the reasons I deleted it was because I'm like, I don't need this out there. Another stupid lie from a filthy, disgusting, easily led, useless idiot of the 1%. A useless idiot. Not useful, useless. So, oh, a, a couple of communists trying to 
pretend or something like that that they're what they're talking about is patriotic. What do you mean? Did you even listen to the conversation? Of course not. Because how could you deny what we're talking about? Either you want a country that works for the for everybody, or you don't. And how you do it is you regulate. You regulate the capitalists. You tax the rich to a point that they cannot concentrate wealth and become so rich that they own government. That's the kind of system the founders rebelled against, and we're trying to prevent that here, an intergenerational aristocracy. That's not communism. That is, that is as patriotic as pledging your life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other. So give me a break. And these people with putting this comment on there, it also gives it legitimacy as well. It, it, it asserts then that it has some... Um, it has, it has, what do you call it? It has the right to be part of the conversation when it's, it's ignorance. Communism? Can't they get another, um, get, get another charge, get another insult? This has been going on for years. They called FDR a communist. Anytime we, the people, try to rein in the power of organized money out of the out of the goddamn woodwork comes the agents of oligarchy and their useless idiots to spread their bullshit and i really am tired of it aren't they it's the cure for insomnia communism if that's the case if universal health care if universal higher education, if living wages, if high marginal tax rates on the rich, if unionized workforces equaled communism, then why isn't Germany a communist nation? What about Norway, New Zealand, Canada, France, Australia? None of these places are communist. All of our Western partners... I don't see any communism going on. But what they want is unfettered capitalism, which is cancer capitalism, where one cell, like Jeff Bezos, gets to gobble up all of the resources. And then we all have to beg for a trickle. If we're lucky, we'll get one. But that's why he can buy a giant mansion in Washington, D.C. Well, this is why he buys it. So he can buy his politicians. He woos them. He has politicians over to his house, and he woos them, and he gets them to do his bidding, to write the laws in his favor. Because they can't seem to make a buck unless government is rigged to their favor. But they expect us to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. And every time the working class gets together and tries to limit the power of organized money and, and to do it in the name of democracy, it is in the name of everyone who ever died for this thing, whoever bled for a functioning democracy of, by, and for the people. That's who we're fighting for. 
They all they come out come out with the bullshit communism charge again. It's so tedious. Well, to explain it, tell me what is communist? Where, where? What's communist about universal health care? We're not saying that that the government has to what? It's it's not like I don't know. It's paying. It pays the bills. You could still go to your doctor. You still get your goddamn medicine. But the doctors, its we're not calling for a national health service like in England, though they love their national health service. We're just asking for people not to die needlessly without health care. I don't know. Sounds pretty goddamn mom and apple pie to me. Son of a bitch. Oh, hello. I should I said I was going to stop cursing. I'm sorry. So, please become a patron at patreon.com/taradevlin and help this show grow. Give it a good review on iTunes. If not, uh take a hike. What can you say? Get lost. I don't have time for you. I'm done with right-wingers. They're the, they are destroying this country. And I, I brought the receipts tonight. Let's get into it. So we were talking about Tucker Carlson, the chicken heir, heir to the Swanson fortune, the fake populist. Like Trump is a fake populist. They're all fake. Talk about fake. That's why they, they cry fake. Everything's fake. Because they're fake. This is right out of Freud. Freud would have to hang up his shing. It would be too easy to diagnose them. They'd be like, "Let's look at them. They're so transparent. How stupid do you have to be? Anybody could diagnose them with any any brain cell in their head left. They are so they they practice psychological projection. So everything that they are, they charge you." Uh, of being as being and this is right out of the Nazi playbook as well they know it they know they learned every trick of fascism I'm not sure that they had to study the tricks in fascism because it's it is it holds the same characteristics so they just engage in that kind of behavior and it's really about making the rich richer, and having a government that works for corporations, period, end of sentence. That's why the Nazis abolished unions. See, unions got in the way of production, and that's communism, right? That's how the Nazis portrayed it. See, this is why I can't stand Republicans, because they're so full of shit, they don't know, uh, they don't know their asses from their goddamn eyeballs, so... The Nazis were, just because it was called National Socialism, is it's socialist as the People's Democratic Republic of China. I mean, well, well, that too, of North Korea, is democratic or republic. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the fascism, Nazis, are as socialist as, uh, as that. It's their... It's because of their limited, low-effort thinking. They, they can't seem to understand that 
just because something is called something. Like, for example, one of their arguments that we hear all the time is how, oh, well, Republicans, they freed the slaves and the Democrats were the racists back in 1865. The Democrats, you see, and the... the, the pay no attention to the fact that it's the 21st goddamn century so they gotta go back to the 19th century to to grab something and hold on to it a name well they call it it's sort of like trump university oh well it's called a university or trump network vitamins oh look it's it's called vitamins so let's shove it in our gullets unthinkingly and unquestioningly so, oh God, it's so tedious. There's nothing socialist. So, uh, uh, well, what am I saying about the Nazis? In fact, they are they're fascists. And one of the reasons, that's why they dismantled unions. And that's why the big business, like Henry Ford here in the United States, they had a lot of fans here in the United States. They like the Nazis because fascism keeps business rolling. It keeps you in a steady supply of labor, unquestioning labor, and and slave labor on top of that to boot. So as soon as the Nazis abolish unions, uh, they're abolishing democracy in the workforce. So what... um, It doesn't matter. They'll, They'll say... So that when when Trump's going off about liberal fascism and communists and fascists and I mean he's just conflating everything every boogeyman catchphrase for the idiots. I was watching. Well, no wonder I have a headache today because I was watching Karen. <laughs> Karen's gone wild on Twitter. There's all videos if you put the hashtag Karen's gone wild. It's insane. Here's something, consider what I'm, and this is what I was reminded of just when we were talking. This woman, let's see if I can show you. I don't know if you saw this. This lady and her children screaming. Let me get myself out of the way over here. They're saying, so there's people, these people uh, in the background saying black lives matter, black lives matter, chanting. And this woman and her two children, listen to what they're saying. to this Democrats started the KKK and then that little boy is trying to repeat what his mother's saying and then he says all lives matter if this isn't a call for help somebody needs to call child protective services on this bitch
shut up, she's saying to the whole crowd. Shut up, everyone. Listen up here. I got something very important to say. Democrats started the KKK. As if, okay, what's your point, child? I understand your, your child is a child, but what's your excuse, lady? Democrats started the KKK. Okay, whatever. How many years ago was that? What does that mean for today? How about you wear a mask, bitch? Where's your mask? It's a deadly pandemic today. And there's a racism problem right now, right here, today. Who cares what the Democrats did in 1865 and before? Right now, in the year 2020, the Democrats aren't the racists. You are. Conservatives are. And you're stupid enough to fall for it. Lady, you and your kid, your poor kid who's being abused. This is child abuse. You're turning him into a stupid like you, a Trump and Z. A devolved disgrace, an embarrassment to the human race, a waste of human DNA, a moron, a hate-filled dupe who's easily led by a, a, a con man, a documented con man, by all he's got to do is tickle your racist funny bones and you will dance to his tune and continue the hate and the ignorance and the stupidity. So what? So what? Democrats started the KKK. Do I re or I'm looking at some, I don't know where I'm getting these comments on Periscope. I'm on, I can only read. I don't have a, a place where all of the comments are aggregated. So I'm, I'm interacting with the YouTube channel because that's where most of the people are. So if you'd like to come over to youtube.com slash C slash RDT daily media and join us, then you can come on in. Untitled 444. Black lives don't care about white lives. Let me see what you're saying right here. Untitled 444. Black lives don't care about white lives. Yeah, that's very... Uh, I don't know if this is be, this person is being sarcastic. Ban angry old women. Ha ha, why do some people think they know how to control angry mobs? Do you read comments? No. Scopes that don't read comments don't make sense. What's the point? I'm not sure what you're saying, so maybe you're not talking to me. Come over to our YouTube channel. And you'll meet a lot of people who are normal, nice. And then there's, uh, I'm even in there. So if you don't behave yourself, though, Haiku will give you the boot. I don't know where the heck. All right, so where are we? Democrats started the KK, whatever. Oh, good, good comeback, lady. Demo oh, well, that's it. Let's all go home. Democrats started the KKK. Everybody, uh, let's, uh, she's right. Let's go home. 
What does that mean? And your point is, lady? These people, they really do make this this country not only a laughingstock, but it's it's getting worse. And there is no way that we can have a functioning society that works for all with all of these assholes running free. Unchallenged. They have to be shamed. Named and shamed and relegated to history's dung heap and and embarrassed to the point where they go back in the closet. If that's how you feel, if you're an idiot, if you're a... Whoop, there goes my microphone. If you're a racist moron and you th- you're... Okay, that's how you feel. Go to therapy. Work on yourself. You are sick. There's something wrong with you. And your con man, that's how he, he tickles your racist funny bone and he gets you to vote against your own better interests. And, and not just your better interest, the interests of the United States, the country of by and for the people. Not just white people. A lot of different people. 320 million diverse people. So get the help you desperately need. And it's about time that the medical, the menti, the, the psychiatric community, they need to start labeling racism. Is it labeled a, a mental disorder? Because it should be. It has to be. It's like an irrational fear. It's like having a fear of black cats or something. Or uh, it it doesn't make any sense. So realize that into your weaknesses, any, um, any, any con man can exploit your weaknesses. So that's why you, this is why I always say the Republicans hate this country if you will ever find find me, find me an example of Republicans telling their constituents or or challenging their constituents to evolve, to stop being racist. No, they don't. They give them the the not just tacit permission, overt permission. Don't don't listen to Black Lives Matter. Get all lives matter, right? Right? Show them that all lives don't you have the right not to not to change, not to care, not to turn your back on your fellow Americans and the people. They need us divided. The best thing that we can do as true patriots is get this get this out there. It's time. If you're a goddamn racist, you are an enemy of this country. You're undermining this country. You're far from a patriot, that's for sure. Not at all. You wouldn't know, you, but that's the game, you see? Divide and conquer. So, when Tucker Carlson, let's play his his little segment. Now, of course, he selectively edits Tammy Duckworth, the balls of this person to call Tammy Duckworth to say that she hates America. 
oh, you're not supposed to criticize Tammy Duckworth, he, he says, because she is a veteran. More than that, she left her limbs on the battlefield of George Bush's illegal war of corporate aggression based on lies. So this pisses me off to no end. Here's the beginning. He goes off on Tammy Duckworth. Here's Tammy Duckworth from over the weekend telling us it's time to get rid of George Washington. I know that you support changing the name of military bases named after Confederate leaders, but there are leaders like George Washington and Thomas Jefferson who were slave owners, and some people are demanding that their monuments come down too. So, in your view, where does it end? Should statues, for example, of George Washington come down? Well, let me just say that we should start off by having a national dialogue on it um, at some point. A national dialogue, please. They're not looking for any kind of a colloquy. What they want is a... <laughs> They're not looking for a colloquy. What a man of the people. A colloquy. Colloquy. They're looking for a soliloquy. Oh, he learned that in prep school? When we speak, you shut up and listen. Here's Tim Duckworth from... No, that's you, honey. Weekend. And what are they going to speak? What kind of speech are we supposed to shut up and listen to for them? It's the lady. It's, uh, how about, it's this, maybe, I guess. COVID. That is sick. We are being lied to. Our freedoms are being taken forever. And I will not be muzzled like a mad dog. And I will not have my health destroyed because you idiots. Can't figure, can't read truth. from over the weekend. Yes, we're being. Uh, it's we don't want anybody to talk. Well, let me just say that we should start off by having a national dialogue on it um, at some point. A national dialogue, please. They're not looking. They don't have. They can't have a national dialogue. That's the last thing the fascists want us to do. They don't want... That's why they say all lives matter. You understand? It is a way of shutting down the conversation. It's their intransigence that prevents us from having a real dialogue. And what really needs to be done in this country? It's not just about symbols. And you guys know that's how... It's more than that. It's... The, of course, though, the right-wingers, they want us to, of course, you know, they're going to dig in their heels and poop their diapers about uh, flags and statues to traitors that they suddenly embrace. They're embracing the division. That's what they're truly embracing. They talk about heritage, not hate. That's their heritage. They have a heritage of division. Your, what is your heritage? Even those, these goddamn confederates, these traitors. Oh, I'm embracing my heritage. Well, your heritage is being a traitor and a divisive goddamn racist who wanted to keep other human beings as property. Talk about division. And those statues only went up because of 
division. They need to keep people in their place. Anytime we get a little bit closer to being a more perfect union, out come the oligarchs and the mouthpieces and the racists fall right in line. Whining and crying because they're uncomfortable. Like that lady screaming with her children. Democrats started the KKK. Well, I guess you should thank Democrats then for your membership, lady. What is she... What is the point? I don't get it. So what? Well, now we want it to... We want to finish it. We started it, and now we want to finish it. It's... According to Republicans, I guess, you should never change, never evolve, never ever learn anything new. Never change your point of view. That's who they are. Conservatives, if it was up to them, we'd still be uh, amoebas in the freaking primordial ooze. And you know, when the first progressive who crawled out of the primordial ooze, they were like, get back here. All lives matter. That's who they are. They are divisive. They are incapable of functioning in a free society of diverse human beings. And you know it. And it's, that's the idiots. That's the lady, the, the dum-dum screaming with her children out of a car who has to pull over while other decent people are going are having a rally saying Black Lives Matter. She's so motivated that she has to pull over and scream out the window with her children like a bunch of morons forever and ever, amen, branding herself as an ignoramus in, the, in history for thousands of years. Archaeologists and anthropologists will go back in time and study this period, and they will look at that woman with disgust even more disgust than the normal patriotic Americans look at her now. She is the anchor on progress. She is the un-American, anti-American, useful idiot that hates this country. Of course they hate it, because if you love this country and you, you, your fellow Americans are saying, we have a problem, we are, we are oppressed, we are being killed by police. We, uh, we would like to be recognized. That We want our American experience recognized. If you love this country, if you love your fellow Americans, if you were the patriot you pretend to be, you would listen and you would try to understand and you would try to make the adjustments. It's like if you're in a relationship and your partner comes to you and they say, I don't like when you, I don't know, suck your teeth or make it, I don't know, make a noise or, or slurp your soup. Well, if you love your partner and you value that relationship and you want to make it work, you make adjustments. You stop slobbering your soup to the best of your ability. And if you do it again, you say, I'm sorry, I apologize, I know. And you move on. The least, the, 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 the most dismissive thing you can do is not recognize somebody's humanity and not listen to them. Is dismiss them. That's exactly what these freaks do. 
and they do it deliberately. And this Tucker goddamn chicken air bastard, he is the biggest con artist, one of them. And this whole oligarchy that could never have taken over without the help of their propaganda mills. That is for goddamn sure. And that's why we need a liberal media to counteract it. And that's why I said become a patron. I say it all the time. I have to say it 50,000 times. I have to say it every goddamn hour. You know that. Every time, maybe one day, maybe this time when I say it, that you'll, you know, the person who has been thinking about it will finally go over to patreon.com slash and become a patron. Like Eric did today. And he made this show possible tonight. But, I mean, come on, people. This is important. That's why we have to get the, the word out. The game is rigged. They are, they're everything that they, I mean, saying that they love this country. They love this country. Prove it. Love is an action. Show me. Where do you love this country? How can you love it? If you hate everybody in it. If you will do nothing to, to make a more perfect union. You don't try. You don't want to listen, even if you think that it's wrong, that your fellow Americans are wrong. Obviously, there's a problem if people are in the streets and pissed off and they, are, they can't take it anymore. What's the problem? Let's have a dialogue. Did it have to get to the point where people are dying, where another cop has to kill somebody? What kind of a country, I mean, really, what kind of a human being, frankly, puts a knee on somebody's neck and leaves it there for eight minutes while the person is saying, I can't breathe? Really? Is that somebody who loves their fellow Americans? If somebody did that to my effing cat, I would murder them or want to. They'd go to jail for cruelty to animals. If we saw somebody kneeling on a cat's neck or a dog's neck, and that was on video, people would be up in arms. I, I mean, they are now with George Floyd, but put it in that perspective. What if uh, the a cop pulled over um, a car? And all of a sudden, and the the owner said, "I am armed. I have a permit to carry." And the cop pulled out a gun and shot the shot the dog. <laughs> what the internet would be up in arms. The right wingers would be complaining. But why don't they see how wrong it is? How disgusting it is when it's uh, their fellow Americans who happen to have darker pigment. I don't know. But Tucker Carlson, who is who listens to Tucker Carlson? He's such a con artist, like the like Twitter. That this is why I get so despondent sometimes, and I really fear that the uh, you know the future of this country 
because um, I, you know, that we won't, you can't have a country when it's compl- it's so divided, and we can't have a, we can't fix the country when we have right wing propaganda channels and corporate media owning the dialogue constantly. They are, they have the biggest platform and the loudest reach, the, the widest reach. This is why we're so sick. Absolutely. If you don't think so, I mean, this is really why I'm sorry to say liberal media, hello. We have to support the liberal media because this is where it began. This is ground zero right here. Fox News, GOP TV. A, a, a con artist like Tucker Carlson gets to get on his corporate-funded media, millionaire, his billionaire-funded millionaire mouthpiece network to divide and conquer the American people along racial lines. All for the elites. And he, how does anybody buy his bullshit? Well, let's just continue with the video. For any kind of colloquy, what they want is a soliloquy. We speak, you shut up and listen. Here's Tanning Duckworth from over the weekend telling us it's time to get rid of George Washington. Bullshit. So here's, let's listen to the entire video. Of course, Tucker, as all propagandists, took Tammy Duckworth out of context. It's a little bit more nuanced, and of course, it doesn't work. It's like, that's what Republicans do. It's like uh, that James O'Keefe. They selectively edit and they fix the facts around the policy. And here's the entire interview with Tammy Duckworth. For example, of George Washington, come down. Well, let me just say that we should start off by having a national dialogue on it um, at some point. But right now we're in the middle of a global pandemic and our one of our ally, uh, one of our um, uh, countries that are opposed to us, Russia, has put a bounty on American troops' heads. What really struck me about the speech that the president gave at Mount Rushmore was that he spent more time uh, worried about uh, honoring dead Confederates than he did talking about the lives of our American, the 130,000 Americans who lost their lives to COVID-19, or um, by warning Russia off of the bounty they're putting on Americans' heads. I mean, his, his priorities are all wrong here. He should be talking about what we're going to do to overcome this pandemic. What are we going to do to push Russia back? And instead, so, he had no time for that. He spent all his time talking about dead traitors. So that might be, be true, but George... Absolutely. You see, she's trying to... Steer it back to what matters. All right, we can have a conversation about this, but he, we're in the middle of a deadly pandemic and 130,000 Americans are dead in two months. That's the last thing Tucker Carlson and the rest of the fascists want to talk about. Washington, I don't think anybody would call him a traitor. And there are moves by some to remove... Uh, statues of him. Is that a good idea? 
I think we should listen to the, everybody. I think we should listen to, to the argument there. But remember that the president at Mount Rushmore was standing on ground that was stolen from Native Americans who had actually been given that land during a treaty. Um, and again, let's talk about the greater context of where we are in our country right now. We should be talking about the fact that COVID-19 is experiencing a resurgence. And both this president and the man he put in charge of the uh, pandemic response team, um, the vice president, have both failed miserably at their jobs. I, I'm more worried about the 130,000 uh, who have lost their lives recently and the thousands and thousands more Americans who are currently sick than I am about uh, you know, the, our historical past. We need to talk about what we're doing now to bring this country off of the brink of chaos that it's in. Hello. Where's Tucker's commentary on that? He's a liar. She didn't say, let's tear down the monuments to Washington. She said, we can have a dialogue about that. And he's like, oh, dialogue. They want to, they want a cold colloquy, not a soliloquy or whatever the hell. Not a colloquy, a soliloquy. I mean, I didn't go to prep school. I went to PS8. Unbelievable. Well, not unbelievable. These people are the enemies that the founders warned us about. So let's have a dialogue about Washington, and then we'll get back to Tucker. But here's from the BBC. Should Washington and Jefferson monuments come down by Jude Sharon? This was written in August of 2017. Because this has been going on. Republicans love their statues to traitors and people who are who owned other human beings. They love their statues. They don't love real people. They don't love a more perfect union. They like their statues, though. But the truth is that Trump has himself, he's torn down more statues than he's, uh, than, where is that article, actually? Trump is somebody who likes tearing down statues because he's the one that had to, he went around um, reassessing what is public land and private land, what's, what categorizes as the as public. And he's limited the amount of, uh, of public land because uh, how can somebody profiteer when the land belongs to you and I? You see, if... If re Republicans, if conservatives had their way, do you realize what kind of country we would be living in? There would be no Central Park. There'd be no public parks. There'd be no Yosemite or Grand Canyon. It would all be completely developed, corporatized, monetized, and raped within an inch of its life. There'd be no pristine. I mean, now what? Look at what they've done to the Arctic wildlife refuge. That what Trump opened up. He says, "Oh, finally, you know, they opened up the Arctic wild wildlife reserve for uh, for drilling." When you know what you know what the Arctic wildlife reserve was? It was the last five effing goddamn percent of the Arctic. Now that's all up for grabs. Just the last little morsel, the littlest place where the wildlife 
can grow and live without having to be run off their land and murdered or have their habitats uh, soiled and sullied by oil and the human goddamn greed. And that's what Trump did. The last five effing percent, not just the wildlife be damned, Mother Earth herself. She is nothing but a whore to them to be exploited and used and thrown away and discarded, and they don't even pay her off like Stormy Daniels. Pay her off in installments? No way. They use and abuse her and kick her to the curb. Unfortunately, well, for us, because we all got to live on Mother Earth, and she's a bit more powerful than they are. That's why she's had enough of us. But... Let me see. Hold on. Where's everybody? Torn down. I'm getting distracted. Trump has dismantled more monuments than any protest. This was this is from Mother Jones by Christy Angela. I'll get back to that other article about George Washington in a second, but just for some context. So this piece was originally published in the Huffington Post, but it also appears as um, where on another site. It doesn't really matter. I'll post it in the Discord chat on, on in our Discord community under articles read right on the show. So. Amid a national uprising for racial justice and a deadly pandemic that's disproportionately impacting Black, Latinx, and Native communities, President Donald Trump is promising lengthy prison sentences for anyone who destroys or dismantles a monument to a slave-owning president or leader of the treasonous Confederacy. Well, I added treasonous. At, at a Saturday campaign in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Trump came to the defense of Confederate traitors like Jefferson Davis, Robert E. Lee, and Stonewall Jackson, whose statues have been defaced and removed in recent weeks. The unhinged left mob is trying to vandalize our history, desecrate our monuments, our beautiful monuments, he said, adding that they want to demolish our heritage. No, honey, only yours. But that's me. After the protesters attempted to topple a statue of slave-owning Trump hero Andrew Jackson near the White House on Monday, Trump announced on Twitter that he had authorized the federal government to arrest anyone who vandalizes or destroys any monument, statue, or other such federal property in the U.S. up to 10 years in prison. Effective immediately, he added, but may also be used retroactively for destruction or vandalism already caused. But it is Trump who has done the most damage to national monuments, dismantling or desecrating four federally protected land and water sites with significant cultural, archaeological, and natural resources. Of course, but it's not to white traitors, you see. Slave-owning racist traitors to the country they pretend to love. Those roadblocks include carving more than 2 million acres from a pair of protected national monuments in Utah, Bear Ears and Grand Staircase, Escalante, in December 2017, the boundary of Bear Ears, 
a 1.35 million acre landscape that several tribes consider sacred was cut by 85%. And nearly 1.87 million acre Grand Staircase Escalante, the largest national uh, monument, the largest land national monument in the country, and rich in both archaeological and paleo. Lo, well, well, ont- I'm sorry, paleontological resources was cut roughly in half. This month, Trump signed a proclamation to greenlight commercial fishing within the Northeast Canyons and Seamonts Marine National Monument, a vast protected site off the East Coast, a move that goes against the very purpose of designating a marine sanctuary. Oh, well... This is who they are. Who cares if whales will be upset or hurt? Or what wildlife dies? Who cares if they're the last goddamn species on the planet? These freaks will keep sucking profit from Mother Earth like she's some kind of, like they're a parasite and she's a host. And what does a parasite do to a host? It sucks and sucks and sucks until the host is dead. That's who Republicans are. They have no boundaries. They are greed-centered, sick bastards. And every time they get control of a country, fascists in general, conservatives more specifically, and right now Republicans, whenever they get control, they destroy everything they touch. Tell me. Show me a time in American history where conservatives have added value to this country. And I'm sure it all depends on what your definition of value is. See, my definition is a country that works for all, more than just the 1%. Now, you notice whenever conservatives get their greedy, illegitimate paws around the neck of power, they don't work for all. They create a country that works for the rich, period, end of sentence, because that's what their goal is. That's, they're not interested in a more perfect union. They're interested in money. And they only get into government so they can turn government into an, an, uh, an agent and, and, uh, uh, what are they, how did FDR put it? a government into an appendage of their affairs. Period, end of sentence. Yes. Show, I could show you. We could see it. It's not an accident. This concentrated wealth is not an accident. And I thought today I was watching when I had MSNBC on in the background, they said something about the USS Ronald Reagan battleship. And I almost vomited again. Oh, yeah, Ronald Reagan. There he is again. The Reagan Legacy Project. The the point of the Reagan Legacy Project was to turn that loser who we could trace the whole decline and fall of the American middle class right to his doorstep. That guy, the, the guy who committed treason who negotiated with the Iranians to keep the hostages a little bit longer because he promised them a good deal if they kept the hostages that they had, the American citizens that they had, they 
they stormed the embassy, they took the American citizens, and remember the hostage crisis, because it was going to be good for Reagan's re-election, well, not a re-election, for his election. So they went behind the back of the sitting president who was trying to negotiate to the, free the hostages, and they turned it into another opportunity. Who cares if the American people suffer and their fellow Americans remain prisoners? Who cares? They got bigger fish to fry. You're nothing to them. And their bigger fishes make the rich richer. Keep the people divided. So... As soon as Reagan, they have always, before FDR's body was cold, they were searching for their FDR, and they landed on Reagan. They decided, oh yeah, we can make him. They wanted to take FDR's image off the dime. I don't know if you guys remember that. They wanted to replace it. There was a movement, these fascists, wanted to replace FDR's image on the dime with Ronald fucking Reagan. Sons of bitches. Because they want to erase FDR, and it makes me sick that anybody would want to let them. And now when they do, oh, who's your favorite? Who's the best president? They, they, um survey the American dum-dums, who, who they think the best president, and for the first time in a long time, FDR wasn't, in the, wasn't on the top, it's pretty concerning because we still live in FDR's legacy. The American people, millions of the American people, still are out of poverty thanks to FDR's policies. So... Some of the, I think Reagan actually might have come in first. Ray, let's see, favorite. Oh, God, I'm going to have a heart attack. Presidents. Historical rankings of presidents. Top 25 presidents. Oh, look at this, five days ago. The top 25 presidents, according to historians and biographers. Let's see. In terms of personal qualities, voters surveyed considered Trump to be more courageous and energetic than Biden, while Biden pulls ahead, what is this, of the, ahead of the president in being honest and a good role model. Okay, whatever. C-SPAN's most recent presidential historian survey conducted in 2017, nearly 100 historians and biographers rated the 43 U.S. presidents, or 43 U.S. presidents. The survey released after a sitting president's term, blah, blah, blah. Ugh, could you imagine? Oh, for the rest of our lives, we got to see this goddamn Trump everywhere. Although the uh, usual election fervor has been overshadowed by COVID-19, Trump will still be campaigning and holding re-election rallies around the country, blah, 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 blah. A June 30th poll shows that the incumbent president... I'm looking for the goddamn poll about the... I don't care about... 
what the stupid Trump is. He said, okay. Ten categories were giving equal weighting in determining the president's total score. George Washington came in at number two, followed by Franklin Roosevelt at three. George W. Bush, oh no, George H. W. Bush ranked at 20, beating out his son, George W. Bush, who came in 33. Barack Obama was 12. Ronald Reagan, 9. Please. Who's number one? Oh, here we go. Number 25, Ford. This, is such, this country is fucked. William Howard Taft. Number 24, why? Grover Cleveland, 22, okay. Ulysses S. Grant, 18. John Quincy Adams, 12. I mean, 21. George, whatever, whatever. Let's get to number one. Ill Ronald Reagan. Please, kiss my white Irish ass, Reagan. Dwight Eisenhower, five. Teddy Roosevelt, four. Franklin Roosevelt, three. George Washington, two, and Abraham Lincoln, numbered one, for his crisis leadership, administrative skills, vision, and pursued equal justice for all. All right. After he exhausted every other option. Okay. Please. This is why this country is effed. Most Americans don't realize that. They don't know that Re that Reagan, that... um. Lincoln tried to get the South to surrender by offering them to keep slaves until the year 1900. And he also tried to get rid of all, all black people from this country. He wanted to get them all to emigrate to somewhere else, get the hell out of here. So he was, he was no great emancipator. He was not... Some uh, an abolitionist by any stretch of the imagination. But what do we know? We're just normal people. We're just real patriots who are capable of functioning in a real democratic society that Republicans can only pretend to love. I mean, what? who are we? And I want to say, before I continue, thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat. And thank you, JD, for your super chat from across the pond. I like that. I like seeing the pound sign there because that means we're reaching out. We're, we're getting listeners from all over the globe. Please tell your friends... Help us grow. Help the show grow. God damn this world, right? It sucks. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood, too. I'm having a bad life, I think. Somebody should become a patron by the end of the show. Maybe I'll feel better. It makes me feel better when I see patrons coming in. Because I think, okay... We're getting somewhere. The show matters. And people are responding. 
Otherwise, I just feel like, what's the point? All right, let me see. Where was I? We were reading about Washington. Of course, I lost the page. So many things. I know, you guys also, maybe that's why you're not patrons. You're not taking that extra leap to become a patron because you're sick of me stumbling through these pages. Trying to be like, where was I? It's hard because, God, it's only us here. All right. It's just me. Somebody asked me on the... They left a message on the video of me and AOC, and they said, why did it take you two months to make this video? Because the phone call was recorded in May. It's because it's, I only got one, I'm only one person here. It takes time. Everything takes time. I have to do it all. We have a website to run. We have a Facebook page. We have the show. You know what I mean? That's why I say become a patron because maybe one day we can actually have some assistance. And then I will have help and there'll be more liberal content. You know what I mean? And we'll be like, okay, can you put that video together? I'll do this. You can do that. We can divvy up the work. It won't just be me. And that's why I'm such a crab too. Tired. <laughs> I'm goddamn tired. It's nine o'clock. I've been working all day. I got up at six a.m. You know what I did? Went to the cemetery to look for the kittens. I think the kittens are gone, and I cried. That's what happened. I cried for them this morning. That's how I. I guess that's why I'm in a bad mood. Start my day crying for kittens. Just made me really despondent thinking, that sucks, man. We have homes waiting for these kittens, and I don't know what happened to them. They disappeared. The mother is there, and no cat. And then, oh, another thing happened. Another friend of mine who helps the cats, because uh, I do work for the New York City Feral Cat Initiative. That's why, uh, for those who don't know, they may not even know what I'm talking about. And... One of the feral cats had kittens, and we had fosters waiting for them in homes. But the kittens disappeared. And anyway, another one of my friends who I work with, who is someone who helps take care of the cats, it's all volunteer, you know. Somebody, some waste of human DNA, dumped a cat at this construction site. Just dumped it. A little ball of water, a little ball of food, and a trash, a, a little trash can, a desk trash can for a house. Isn't that sweet? At least they left it some food and a, and a trash can for a house. And, okay, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know about animals, just because they're animals doesn't mean that they know how to live off the fat of the land. Clearly, this cat was a house cat. It was traumatized. And they, someone, a volunteer, 
took it to the vet, and it was the friendliest little cat, and it was licking the vet, probably grateful. But let somebody drop you into the woods and see, with a little bowl of food. Let's see how long you last in a trash can. Nobody, you're not Bear Gorillas. Nobody told you how to live off the fat of the land. It drives me insane. If you can't keep an animal, take it to a shelter. Don't dump it on the street. There's no excuse for that. There's absolutely zero excuse. And I want to tell that uh, they're looking for video. They're going around to the stores to look for the video. If we get video of this person dumping an animal, we will be hunting you down. And there will be consequences because that's illegal. You will go to jail. You will be arrested. And I will make a poster with your face on it and plaster it. And then we will go to all shelters. We will distribute your image and your name to every shelter in the New York tri-state area, so you will never get an animal again. If you dare. At least not on the, on the books, that's for sure. How dare you? Drives me silly. Because people are so stupid. And that's why I get depressed. Because I'm like, look at these idiots. I'm, I don't know this person's circumstance. They might, something horrible might have happened. Who knows? But there is no excuse to put an animal on the street. Oh, it'll just learn. Oh, okay, I'm out on the street now. Let you go out on the street. Let's see how long you last. Somebody, I hope somebody dumps them in the woods. Let them fend for themselves. Sickening, man. These people. Must have been a Trump banzi. I think. Uh, who could it be? It couldn't have been a normal, nice person. It's sickening, though. Hey, you could do that. All right, let's get back to dumb, dumb Trumps. Let me see. Who better than how they leave them out here and just dump them on the side of the road? Greg says on the chat. Yeah, better. It's not better. There's shelters. If you people are dumping animals on the side of the road, they shouldn't have animals. God damn it! They don't have soul. A soul, haiku. In my opinion, they don't. They're a waste of human DNA. You have a brain for a reason. You have empathy. You have a heart for a reason. Go to a shelter. Oh, is too much paperwork for you? Is that it? Then don't ever have an animal. You freaks. If you can't take care of it. Dumping it on the side of the road, it's not garbage. It's a creature. It's alive. It has feelings. It has fear. It feels pain. It feels loss. It feels attachment. It has the same part of the brain that we have that has emotion. 
that feels love. It has the same oxytocin chemical that we have. That's what's called the love chemical that makes you bonded to others. They have that too. So they feel it. Anybody who's ever had a pet and loved a pet knows that they feel love and pain and fear and attachment and they love you and but ugh, don't, ugh. oh god so much work to do in this world all right well, there's so much other shit to talk about too so anyway, i was just sharing how i started my goddamn day and why when somebody and i'm not taking it the wrong way they said why did it take two months to make this video i'm explaining that's why I'm only one human being, and I'm a hanging by a thread half the time myself, emotionally, spiritually, because I live in a world with Republicans. I'd probably be a lot less stressed if this country was functioning, if I didn't have to live around morons. If I didn't have a so-called president squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, who is a lying racist freak in the middle of a pandemic and 130,000 of my fellow Americans weren't dead needlessly. And that I have to listen to corporate media go on about, I don't know, oh, don't worry, you're covid you could all go to the doctor for COVID. Well, then I guess you better hope whatever ails you is COVID, because other than that, you're SOL here in the for-profit health insurance racket. Jesus Christ. And, you know, maybe I'd be a little bit calmer if we had, I don't know, federally mandated health, uh, vacation leave, sick leave. Stuff that makes humanity human. Life worth living. A country that wasn't just operating so the grifters can ride us all to the bank. And that's what's happening. You know it. And they're, they're plotting to do it again. Trust me. They're not going quietly. That people say, oh, why are you so angry? Well, hello, I've been paying attention. Why are you? Why, where's your anger? You should at least be angry and outraged. For God's sakes. So as far as, where was I? The monuments? Oh, God. Here's the article I was reading, the monuments, about bear ears. And when Trump traveled to Salt Lake City to sign the proclamation gutting bear ears, he said nothing about the tribe's years-long fight to secure monument status for the area. Instead, he railed against faraway bureaucrats in Washington and boasted that he was ending another egregious abuse of federal power and opening up the protected areas to tremendously positive things. Whatever that fucking means. That's like change you can believe in. Namely, potential energy and mineral development. 
Not for you and me. Oh, no, 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 no. For our betters, our rich benefactors, not even our benefactors. Who knows? It could even be a foreign company. Whoever can, can, can grieve, greed, grift, grift and greed. Whoever can, you know, dance and uh, suck up fast enough. The legal bribes built right into the system. The rollback was widely viewed as an illegal assault on tribes, but who cares? You know, all lives matter. Tribes' tribal sovereignty and tribal culture, oh, well, they're not white, and they're not profitable. They're standing in the way. You know, manifest destiny and all. That's another thing Trump tweeted out. Destiny. Him and friggin' goddamn Pence, some meme of them standing there looking at a rocket going up. Uh, hello, calling Dr. Freud, uh, where, with, the, with the text, destiny. Well, you know, manifest destiny, the whole wiping out the indigenous people. It was all about, uh, it was God's will. The Bear Ears Intertribal Coalition, a group of the five tribes with ties to the region, called the move a slap in the face to the members of our tribes and an affront to Indian people all over the country. The coalition is among several groups now suing the administration in an effort to restore the monument's original boundaries. Well, those monuments don't count. They're not to traitors. They're to the original people. And... What did he say when he was speaking about on July 4th? Oh, uh, this country started in 1492? You disgusting freak. If that's not a dog whistle, what the hell ain't? Trump and his team barely engaged with tribal leaders on the issue. Then Inter-Secretary Ryan Zinke, who also has a history of defending Confederate monuments, even scolded and shook his finger in the face of a Navajo woman when asked why he didn't spend more time talking with tribal leaders as part of his review of the site. Well, they don't need to talk to the serfs. The lords don't need to bother themselves. You know, the eagles don't bother themselves with the, with the pigeons. They're flying. They're just doing what they're doing, making everything great, raping everything running over everything, making it profitable for for the, the 1%. Oh, don't worry. They're gated communities. They'll just disappear behind the walls of their gated communities. Those will be nice and pristine. We'll have nothing, no, no beauty, no natural beauty, no environmental beauty, no heritage that really matters. The only heritage that matters are the fucking... Oh, sorry. I keep cursing. I say I'm not going to curse because, you know, people don't seem to want to come on my show. So maybe that's because I curse. Anyway. <sighs> Trump becomes a forceful depend defender of American history. The president will not allow rioters to dismantle our cultural heritage 
The White House wrote in a Twitter post that included a video of Trump blasting protesters who targeted the statue of Andrew Jackson. Along with owning more than 100 slaves, Jackson oversaw the deadly trail of tears that forced tens of thousands of Native Americans off their ancestral lands. Oh, the trail of tears. Republicans are just getting started. How many tears from the 130,000 needless dead from coronavirus have they have they caused the trail of tears the 2 million and counting sick the re- second well the third now republican great depression in less than 150 120 years that's all it takes for them to keep crashing the economy well that's what happens when your entire purpose is to not have an economy that works for all when every time you get into power you use that power to rig the system to screw the people to f the country you pretend to love while chanting usa 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 all the way what gets me sick are the dupes who believe it i expect Twitler to be a greedy grifter. That's who he is. But all the idiots that fall right in line, these are the ones that need to, we really need to relegate to history's trash heap where they belong. The president showed no concern for our heritage when his interior department was decimating bare ears land that is sacred to Native history and culture, said Tom, Senator Tom Udall. President Trump's decision to sell off lands that are treasured by tribes for development reveals that the president is not concerned with heritage, but rather in dividing Americans in ways he thinks will benefit him politically. And what kind of sick politics, what kind of sick party do you have if destroying tribal land, destroying the environment, and kicking down on Native Americans is something that's going to win you votes. What kind of sick, useless party do you have? That's a party that needs to be in history's trash pile. If we want to have a functioning country, that's a party that has to go. They need no power. They don't deserve it. They illegitimately grab power. They can't handle it. And we need to strip them of their illegitimate power and shut them the F up like you would shut up a brat who's whining and pounding his fists in a schoolyard. You know, a schoolyard bully. You put them in detention. That's who the Republicans are. They have relegated everything, political discourse, to a schoolyard bully taunt. That's who they are, calling people names, shifty shift, pencil neck shift, uh, crying Chuck Schumer. Where are the, what the hell are we doing? Where am I? Is this elementary school or a goddamn adult running country? God, stupid, mind-numbing, oh my God. 
They prove me right every time they open their mouths. Oh, my God. (sighs) If he thinks that people who are destroying national monuments across America should go to jail, and he's not resorting, restoring Bear Ears monuments, then he should go to jail himself. <laughs> Says Bitsau. Who is this person? Hmm. Alistair Bitsoy, a member of the Navajo Nation, a nonprofit, and uh, the Utah. I can't pronounce this word. Dine Bikya, a nonprofit organization working to safeguard bear ears, also noted that there are more than 100,000 cultural and archaeological sites within the original, the original monument boundary. Ancient rock art, panels, granaries, burials and well-preserved cliff dwellings that were significant to indigenous communities long before people like Andrew Jackson came along. The Trump rollback cut an estimated 75% of the known archaeological sites out of the monument. Think of all that history and heritage that that goddamn con man, that greed-sucking, goddamn rapacious black hole of ignorance and greed that he destroyed. Human history. This freaking Philistine, ugly, orange, bloated con man. For what? What has he ever given to the world? Certainly not culture. He's got nothing. He's never offered a damn thing to this. This, In fact, he's a, the biggest taker that ever walked this planet. And how much longer are we going to take it? Somebody like him? If this was a sane, functioning society, in the very least, he would be in prison, that grifter. Especially now for everything he's done. If this was a sane, functioning society, after uh, being uh, revealing himself for such being the inept little Twitter troll that he is, who's incapable of leading a drunken conga line, much less a modern nation, wouldn't, wouldn't we say enough is enough? But we don't have a legitimate party. He's not from a legitimate Republican party. They're there to enable him and keep him going and keep the game going, the grift going. Because they hate this country. Who? Somebody who loves this country? Is that how they behave? You tell me. Please, somebody. Am I wrong? Show me. Show me where I'm wrong. If anybody had anything to legitimately say, instead of just saying, oh, commie. Okay, show me. Show me where I'm a commie then. That's all they got. They got nothing. Tired of banging my head against the wall, talking to these freaks too. Well, I don't talk to them. I'm not trying to talk to them. 
I talk to the people that are within reach, spiritually, mentally, who are capable of being reached. Republicans are not. Thank you, Anthony, for your super chat. I like your little animation there. Keep going. Thank you. I need that. I do. <sighs> I need the team of experts and the coaches going. Keep going. Keep going. Otherwise, I want to give up like every 15 minutes for the past 40 years. So, all right. Where was I? We were talking about Tucker Carlson. But before that, let's talk about George Washington, about should Washington, and because the whole thing with Tammy Duckworth, should Washington and Jefferson monuments come down? I don't think they should come down. My personal opinion about Jefferson and, and, and Washington, the, the whole um, Mount Rushmore, that's a different story. This is native land that was... Dec that was given to, well, it was supposed to be, not given, it was supposed to be protected in a treaty. So we have violated, the American government has violated every single treaty it ever penned with the Native Americans. We know that. And that's a disgrace. And all of this should be taught. See, I don't know about uh, removing, see, I for, for, first of all, the, the statue of Teddy Roosevelt in front of the Museum of Natural History in New York. That's a different story. Teddy Roosevelt standing there with uh, a, a Native American and someone who looks like uh, an African American, I don't know, an African in some kind of loincloth. It looks, the whole power dynamic there looks like bullshit to me. That, that doesn't have to be there. Put that away. It's, put that in the museum. But, you know, I'm all for whatever. You want a, a statue to Washington? Wonderful. Let's have the real history of Washington. Let's all learn the true history. Let's learn about Oni Judge, the slave that escaped Washington when she found out. Well, she wanted, she thought she was going to get her freedom from them. And then she found out that Martha Washington was decreeing her and bequeathing her in her will to her granddaughter. So only, only judge could just kiss her, her life goodbye. So let's learn the real history. People don't know the real history. That's what annoys me. Talk about uh, goddamn Lincoln. Know the real history of the Emancipation Proclamation. Do you think Twitler knows that? Of course not. These freaks... Their heritage is shit. So, Trump pointed out, well, here's the article from BBC by Jude Sheeran, and he says, let's put aside for a moment the irony that Lee may well have supported Charlottesville's plans to remove his bronze likeness. Okay, well, he's talking about the statues of uh, Robert E. Lee because L L Lee, after, civil, after the Civil War, said that there should be no monuments to the Civil War, tr to, to the traitors, so we could um, 
heal our country. So, but so that's what she's writing about in this article. Let's put aside for a moment the irony that Lee may well have supported Charlottesville's plans to remove his bronze likeness, given that he urged the country to obliterate the marks of civil strife and refrain from erecting such monuments. As so-called President Trump pointed out, George Washington was a slave owner. So might the stone obelisk dedicated to the father of the nation looming over the heart of the eponymous city capital be the next battleground of the U.S. culture wars or even Mount Rushmore? Washington conceded, that the system of human bondage and uh, that underpinned the 18th century economy uh, was wicked, cruel, and unnatural, and 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 unnatural trade. He was the only founding father and commander in chief to liberate his slaves. He owned more than 300 when he died. But as Ron Chernov's magisterial, magister- yeah, yeah, biography titled Washington, A Life, makes clear, while he lived, the nation's first president extracted his pounds of flesh from those whom he preferred to call his servants or family. Washington saw himself as a benevolent master, but he didn't tolerate suspected shirkers on his farm, even when they were pregnant, elderly, or crippled. He once scolded a slave who pleaded that he could not work because his arm was in a sling. As Chernow writes, Washington picked up the rake and demonstrated how to use it with one arm. If you use your hand to eat, why not use it to work, he said. He was not adverse to shipping refractory slaves back to the West Indies, such as one man named Wagoneer Jack, where where the tropical climate and relentless toil in the sugarcane breaks tended to abbreviate one's life expectancy. There are few Negroes who could work unless there be a constant eye on them, Washington advised one overseer, warning of their idleness and deceit, unless they were treated firmly. Washington, Chernow wrote, wholly approved in 1793 when one of his estate managers, Anthony Whitting, whipped a slave named Charlotte. Martha, the president's wife, had deemed her to be indolent. Your treatment of Charlotte was very proper, Washington wrote, and if she or any of the other servants will not do their duty or are impertinent, correction must be administered. Washington badgered Whitling, Whitting to keep another slave named Gunner hard at work to, quote, continue throwing up brick earth until Gunner was 83 years old. With his Mount Vernon plantation creaking under financial pressure owing to his long absences serving the country, Washington would fire off angry letters to his overseers, insisting on a greater crop productivity. Given these reprimands, it is perhaps hardly surprising that another of his his estate managers, Hillen Crow, was notorious for brutally flogging Washington's slaves. 
and early 1788, the Potomac River froze for over five weeks. But even with nine inches of snow on the ground, Washington didn't spare them from grueling outdoor labor. He sent the female slaves to dig up a tree, stumps from, wait, tree stumps, not, not a tree, tree stumps from the frozen swamp. During this Arctic snap, Washington ventured to ride out and to inspect his farms, but noted in his diary that he found the cold disagreeable. So I returned. When some of his slaves absconded during the Revolutionary War to find protection, humiliatingly, from, the en- from him with the enemy, Washington did not let up in his efforts to reclaim what he saw as his property. One internal British memo portrayed him after victory as demanding the runaways he be returned with all the grossness and ferocity of a captain of banditti, the British refused. Whenever George and Martha's bondmen and women did flee, the first couple seemed to regard them as disloyal ingrates. In one runaway notice posted in a newspaper, he wrote that a slave named Caesar had escaped without any cause whatsoever that these enslaved human beings might thirst for freedom or even opportunity to learn and to read and to write didn't seem to occur to him. Professor Joseph Ellis, author of The American Sphinx, the character of Thomas Jefferson, says of the Founding Fathers, they could imagine a nation-sized republic which nobody else had ever done before. They could imagine the separation of church and state, which nobody else had done before. They could imagine a government based on checks and balances that prohibit a, any form of dictatorship at a presidential level. Nobody had ever done that before. They could imagine power flowing from the people upwards rather than from God downwards. All those unbelievable acts of imagination, the most creative political group in American history would never We'll, we'll never replicate that, but they could not imagine a biracial society. Jefferson, as every American schoolchild knows, is the nation's third president and a genius political theor- theoretician who penned arguably the five most important words in modern history, namely, all men are created equal, in the 1776 Declaration of Independence. He also owned 140 slaves. A bon vivant who lived in luxury at at his palatial Virginia estate, Jefferson knew America's original sin was a depravity, as he described it. But his statements about black people are rarely taught in classrooms today. Here are some Jefferson quotes that visitors will not find on his memorial a Roman pantheon-style temple to liberty where the sage of Monticello, Monticello excuse me, graven image keeps visual over the tidal basin in Washington, D.C. To his friend, social reformer, the Duke de la Rochefold Lane Court, Jefferson confided that he envisioned eventual 
manumission to entail, exporting to a distance the whole of the black race. The Duke wrote, he, quote-unquote, Jefferson, bases his opinion on a certain danger of seeing blood mixing without means of preventing it. And yet Jefferson, historians say, and well, we know for a fact, fathered up to six children by one of his mixed-race slaves, Sally Hemings. In his book Notes on the State of Virginia, he prophesies a race war in America and convulsions, quote, which will probably never end, but on the extermination of one or the other race. Jefferson also opined in his work that black people's unfortunate difference, quote-unquote, of color made them less beautiful than whites, except, of course, he uh, didn't find Sally Hemings offensive. <sighs> Jefferson also, yes, I wrote, I read that already. They are more ardent after their female, he continued, but love seems with them to be more an eager desire than a tender, delicate mixture of sentiment and sensation. Their griefs are transient in reason. They are much inferior. How fucking dare you? Now, why don't we teach this? Instead of that these are the saints that walked among us. You know how conservatives are always talking about, well, not all of them, they... they liken themselves to be originalists. Well, there's your originalism. Professor, Professor Ellis believes a plaque should be put up at the Jefferson Memorial to correct the record and admit some of the Declaration's authors' less savory statements. Why not? Jefferson embodies the, the inherent contradictions, a kind of self-deception, that exists in us, the biographer says. Given the relationship with Hemings, the fact that he refused to take a leadership position on ending slavery because of his fear of miscegenation, it makes his hypocrisy even more dramatic. He's got slaves who are his children serving him at dinner, but he doesn't seem to find that troubling. It's mind-boggling, the historian wrote. Racism is a chromosome in the DNA of the United States, Professor Ellis adds. It's like cancer, and it's never going to be cured. Should Americans therefore disavow these founding fathers as scoundrels and national embarrassments or accept them of, as men of their time, demigods with feats of clay, who bore their imperfections even as they sought to steal their country beyond them? What actually is the difference between monuments to founding fathers and monuments to Confederate leaders? As Clarence Jones, the African-American speechwriter who helped civil rights legend Dr. Martin Luther King craft his 1963 I Have a Dream address, four words shaped modern America explains. He says, sure, Jefferson, I mean, George Washington and Jefferson owned slaves. 
there was no question they were morally compromised in their effort to fashion together this new country, a republic, based on principles and precepts enshrined in the Declaration of Independence. But neither of these two persons led the nation in a treasonous insurrection to overthrow the government they had formed in order to preserve the institution of slavery, period. On the contrary, they devoted their lives to, found, to saving and founding this country. He says that commemorating the valor of the Confederacy is just as wrong as celebrating the soldiers of the Third Reich. What Charlottesville tells us, it's no longer possible for the United States to ignore this unresolved issue of reconciliation over slavery. Trump missed, <laughs> missed an extraordinary opportunity. Well, that's Trump. And he still has it of exercising the leadership of a reconciler and healer in chief. Well, we know. Please give me a break with that. Washington and Jefferson are not the only American historical titans who can seem diminished when viewed through the lens of present day values. Take Abraham Lincoln the great emancipator and Civil War leader who destroyed the, the South's slaveocracy. He's immortalized. He is immortalized in another neoclassical shrine at the National Mall. But as Hofstra University professor Alan Singer points out, the nation's 16th president espoused racist opinions as his political persona evolved. Yes, exactly. And that's why Frederick Douglass called him immoral and other uh, uh, not-so-savory terms. Now, all of a sudden, I know Kaylee McEnany was saying how Frederick Douglass was the advisor to um, Lincoln. That's not true. He wasn't an advisor. He he met Lincoln a couple of times, but he wasn't an official advisor to Lincoln. That's another bit of re historical revisionist, revisionist history that the conservatives engage in. What's wrong with the real history? I guess it doesn't fit their agenda. He's also quoted as saying to applause at a debate in Charleston, Charles, sorry, in Charleston, Illinois, during a 1858 Senate election campaign, there is a physical difference between the white and black races, which I believe will forever forbid the two races living together on terms of social and political equality. Well, that was a good applause line, you see. The Republican leader is also recorded as having tried to persuade a black delegation in 1862 that African Americans should self-deport and colonize somewhere like Central America, arguing it would be extremely selfish if they refused. The United States needs to have a general evalu evaluation of who we are as a nation so we can come to terms with our present by understanding our past, says Professor Singer, Nations need heroes who define us, who help us see ourselves in a better light. And the United States has heroes, but we, send, we tend not to see their warts. We tend to look to try to erase the parts that we don't want to see, and this time, this is a time when we have to look, even though it's hard. Sometimes it is hard to look. President Lyndon Baines Johnson is lionized as the signer of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. 
one of the greatest legislative accomplishments of any U.S. administration, which outlawed discrimination. However, LBJ is also known to have frequently tossed around racial slurs in the cloakroom of the Senate, according to his biographer, Robert Caro. Johnson nicknamed an earlier iteration of the Landmark Act, which he is known for as the N-Word Bill. In his, well, in him, he said the word. In his memoir, Capitol Hill and Black and White African-American Chauffeur Robert Parker relates a disturbing interaction while he was driving for the Texan, Lyndon B. Johnson. Johnson recalls, asked, uh, he recalls, asked him whether he objected to being called an N-word. When Parker replied that he would rather be addressed by his own name, Johnson allegedly reported, as long as you are black, and you're going to be black to the day you die, no one's going to call you by your goddamn name. So no matter what you are called N-word, you just better let it roll off your back like water, and you'll make it. Just pretend... You're a goddamn piece of furniture, Johnson said. But Dr. Jones believes that LBJ, for all his flaws, understood that his duty as chief magistrate of the United States was to lead the country toward sunlight, uplands of a more perfect union, to achieve the unfulfilled promise of its founding. The University of San Francisco professor is in little doubt what his old friend Dr. Martin Luther King would say about the current White House incumbent. I have no question, says Dr. Jones, that the preeminent apostle of love and nonviolence in the 20th century would remind Trump he has a responsibility to indicate to the nation what is right and what is wrong. Please. You think that would, he's capable of that? This is not a time to engage in moral relativity. I believe that Trump is not beyond redemption, that he has an opportunity to rise to the majesty of his office. Well, (laughs) welcome to reality. I'm sorry. Uh, That's not happening. Let's see. How is everybody doing? You still with me? You still there? I just thought that was an important article to share. I will put that in the... Uh, in the Terror Buster Discord. What the hell? Where all the articles I read on the show appear. And in the meantime, while I get this goddamn TV working properly behind me, you can all go over to patreon.com slash terror and become a patron. Okay, I'm back. Let's get back to Tucker Carlson, the hypocrite, the fake-ass populist. First of all, let me play this other video. He's, uh, he's got balls, baby. Here's the other thing. You know that Tucker Carlson, how dare he go after Tammy Duckworth saying she hates this country when she's... He's questioning her patriotism. This is a woman who sacrificed her goddamn legs for this country in spite of the fact that she was sent 
into a war of corporate aggression based on lies. How come, you know, these so-called patriots, why don't they ever talk about that? Real patriots don't send fellow Americans to die for lies. But we're, we're so deluded in this country. Tucker Carlson, forget sacrificing his limbs. This guy, he wouldn't sacrifice lunch much less his limbs for this country. So uh, a few months ago, or I, I don't know how long it was, how long ago it was, we played this video before. I had to dig it up because I wanted to remind everyone what a fake populist Tucker Carlson is. And Vox did a real perfect takedown. So let's watch. Likes to brand himself as a real man of the people. Politicians, big business, the media, they are all on the same side. Taking on the liberal elite. Now Democrats have become the party of the elite professional class. And standing up for everyday Americans. It's not a left-right thing. It's a ruling class versus everybody else thing. He wrote a whole book about how America's selfish ruling class is bringing the country to the brink of revolution. Division helps them maintain their power, even if He's, even as it destroys our country. The Atlantic even called him the bow-tied bard of populism. The actual problem is the corrupt and decadent leadership of our own elites. The elites, liberal elites. It is sickening, and we've had enough of it. There's just one problem with Tucker's man of the people shtick. You're about the most unordinary person I know. You're an elitist. You're an asshole. No, no, no. I'm a t but see, I'm an out-of-the-closet elitist. I don't run around pretending to be a man of the people. I'm absolutely not a man of the people at all. Yeah. Tucker's full name is Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson. His stepmom is the heiress to the Swanson frozen food empire. He went to an elite boarding school in Rhode Island, got famous for wearing bow ties on national television, and has spent his professional career bouncing between cushy cable news jobs. By all measures, Tucker Carlson is a member of the American elite. How do you pay your bills? Well, I'm like extraordinarily loaded just from like money I, you know, inherited. You're a trust fund baby, are you not? No, completely. I've never needed to work. I mean, it's all just the whole cable news thing. It was like a phase I was going through. So what is going on here? Why would a guy who bragged about being an out-of-the-closet elitist host a show where he rails against the ruling class? There's actually a pretty simple explanation for Tucker's new shtick, and it's called false consciousness. But see, I'm an out-of-the-closet elitist. I don't run around pretending to be a man of the people. The elites, to whom the rest of us mere plebes look on in awe. I'm absolutely not a man of the people at all. False consciousness is one of those phrases that grad students use to sound smart at parties. But essentially, it's a term in Marxist theory that describes when working class people are tricked into accepting their exploitation. So let's say you and your coworkers are feeling frustrated and start thinking of forming a union. To stop you, your boss might say, you don't need a union. The real problem is all these women taking maternity leave. If they weren't taking so much time off, we'd all be able to go home right now. Or they might say, It's these damn privileged millennials. They're so obsessed with work-life balance that we all have to pick up the slack. Get mad at them. The boss convinces the workers to accept their exploitation by pointing their anger in the wrong direction. Or as Tucker Carlson would say, One thing you learn when you grow up in a castle and look out across the moat every day at the hungry peasants out in the village yeah. is you don't want to stoke envy among the proletariat. Thanks, Tucker. So how do you keep the hungry peasants in the village from storming the castle? Enter. 
Tucker Carlson tonight, the show that is the sworn enemy of lying, pomposity, smugness, and groupthink. Since it launched in 2016, Tucker's show has been a festival of false consciousness, bombarding viewers with an endless supply of culture war bullshit. The transracial be the new transgender. What's upsetting about lady-specific Doritos? If yoga is racist, is hot yoga more racist? To be fair, this isn't unique to Tucker. Fox News' MO is using culture war stories to distract from right-wing economics. But what makes Tucker unique is how often he uses the language of anti-elitism while ignoring real exploitation. Take the 2017 Republican tax cuts, for example. It's the largest tax cut in the history of our country and reform. Republicans spent months promising their tax cuts would help the middle class, including during several segments on Tucker's show. This is really about a middle-income tax cut. Okay. That, of course, turned out to be a scam. The overwhelming majority of those tax cuts went to corporate shareholders and CEOs. It's a giveaway to the very rich, permanent tax cuts for corporations, and almost nothing for the average person. So what was Tucker Carlson, populist hero, talking about the week that happened? Racist trees. In Palm Springs, California, city officials are planning to clear-cut a grove of tamarisk trees because they're racist. Ah, yes. <laughs> racist trees. I'm willing to believe you that there was racist intent in planting these trees. Why are we punishing the trees for that? Tucker spent twice as long talking about this random tree story as he did about the tax cuts. Does that seem a little unfair? If you were a tree, you might feel a little differently. This is false consciousness in action. Convince workers to focus their rage at targets that don't matter. Racist trees. And they'll be too distracted to notice the ones that do. It's a giveaway to the very rich. Don't want to stoke envy. Tucker does this all the time. Last May, Congress rolled back regulations meant to stop Wall Street from creating another financial crisis. The financial institutions spent $200 million in lobbying. This is the kind of thing real populists hate. Big money rules and the needs of ordinary people gets ignored. But Tucker didn't mention the rollback once. Instead, he was dedicating multiple segments to a random dude who refused to move out of his parents' house, which Carlson saw as proof that millennials were too entitled. I think that probably does have something to do with the safe space movement. So just to recap, instead of talking about bank deregulation, we got one multimillionaire complaining to another multimillionaire about how millennials are too entitled. False consciousness. Amazing the country this is becoming. We're dedicated to chronicling it for you in all detail. Last February, Trump made it easier for lenders to give out predatory payday loans, which trapped working class people in cycles of debt they can't get out of. Many of these loans have interest rates of 400%. The move was a huge win for predatory lenders, who Democrats have been trying to regulate for years. This is a lobby that's extraordinarily powerful. They have members, and the members want results. But Tucker didn't mention the move once. Instead, he spent the week blaming Democrats for focusing on identity politics. Elections in this country used to be based on issues, or that was the common agreement anyway. The left is too distracted by global warming or the lack of transgender SEAL teams to pay any attention. He spent three days on the racist tree story. False consciousness. Okay, last one. In May, House Republicans passed huge cuts to Medicare and Medicaid. This bill cuts taxes for massively high-income people by hundreds of billions and cuts the health care of low- and middle-income Americans by hundreds of billions. If there was ever a time to get mad at the elite, this was it. I think this is one of the largest pure redistributions for poor to rich in one bill we've ever seen. But Tucker, Swanson, Carlson treated the whole thing like a big joke. The left has had a full psychotic break. Then he turned to the stories that really matter.
atheists getting rid of a park bench in Pennsylvania, Michael Moore saying something mean about Trump, and a random academic paper suggesting we should eat bug meat. When Al Gore starts serving crickets for lunch on this private jet, I'm in. The largest redistribution for poor to rich we've ever seen. Don't want to stoke envy. The goal of Tucker Show isn't to challenge the elite. It's to make sure you never realize who they are. To get you so mad at atheists, feminists, immigrants, millennials, trans people, college students, pot smokers, vegans, the NFL, Brooklyn witches, and Lena fucking Dunham, that you don't get mad at the people who are actually in charge. If you care about America, you ought to oppose the exploitation of Americans. For now, those leaders will have to be Republicans. There's no option at this point. Tucker Carlson isn't a populist. He's a safety valve. A way to make sure that if the hungry peasants in the village get angry, they don't take it out on the party giving tax cuts to him or his multi-billionaire boss. You're his bitch. I'm 100% his bitch. Whatever Mr. Murdoch says, I do. I would be honored if he would cane me the way I cane my workers, <laughs> my servants. He's a phony. And if that sounds harsh, don't take it from me. Take it from Tucker Carlson. In 2003, talking about Bill O'Reilly, the man whose Fox News slot he would one day take over. I think there's kind of a deep phoniness at the center of his shtick, because it's sort of built on this perception that he is the character he plays. He is every man, this kind of, po he's not right wing, he's a populist, fighting for you against the powers that be. And that's great as a shtick, but I'm just saying the moment that it's revealed not to be true, it's over, right? Because the whole thing is predicated on the fact that he is who he says he is, and just nobody is that person, especially not someone who makes a million dollars, you know, many millions a year. Hello. Perfect. Succinct. They, hey, they show you what we're dealing with. The phony ass. It's not just about him being rich. He is a phony. He is fighting the working class while pretending to be the champion of the people. Keeping the people stupid and focused on turning their energy on what? Vegans? Racist trees? This, uh, and racism. And we played another video, a couple of, well, I mean, it's talking about racism, but they, he, where he diagnosed the accurate problem that the, uh, the working class has been given a, a raw deal and government doesn't work for the working class. But then, so they diagnosed the problem so he's, oh, okay, you got me. I'm on your side. I see, all right, you, you, here we go. And then he turns and flips the script and blames welfare and abortion clinics. So he's telling you a half truth when we know that it's what he's doing is keeping you off the scent. That's how Trump was able to become the so-called president in spite, you know, despite receiving fewer votes in and in spite, you know, with the electoral college, but the millions of people who voted for him, he was able to become the so-called president by it recognizing that there is a problem, that the working class is been, has been dismantled has been turned into the working poor. But he's selling you snake oil. And here, I'm here to tell you, they're full of shit. They're liars. Here's a prime example. 
Republicans do not get into government for altruism. They're not here to make the trains run on time or to make the machines of government work for you so you have a decent middle-class life so the rich get taxed to a point where they're they're still rich but they're not able to buy politicians and corrupt government and keep you in the field toiling for your uh, for your your pittance while you await your reward in heaven they get into government to rig it and so they can attach themselves onto the federal treasury like like parasites. For example, from ProPublica, Trump and friends and family cleared millions in small business bailout. Beneficiaries from, of the PPP included a lettuce farming venture backed by Trump's son, Kushner Companies, and a dentist who golfs with the president. The figures were released after a lawsuit by several news organizations, including ProPublica, you know, because they tried to hide this. Mnuchin came out and said that we're not going to allow the American people to see who benefited from the PPP money. That's your money. That's your tax money. And in the middle of this national this, well, international crisis, this international pandemic, this national crisis, they're not using their money. They're using taxpayer money. So don't we have a right to know who's getting the money? It's supposed to be there so businesses don't go out of business, so the American people still have jobs, so there isn't a third Republican Great Depression. Well, it's technically the Republican Great Recession, but a near Republican Great Republican Great Depression in how many years? Over just under two, a hundred and twenty years. We've had three crashes of the economy brought on by Republican policies. But shouldn't we know who's getting this money? Of course so. Uh, That's just blatant and overt corruption. And they are confident they're able to get away with it because they are stuffing the courts with loyalists and flunkies who are going to rule in their favor. That's the point. That's why Trump packed the courts. That's why Mitch McConnell refused to let we the people, the president that we voted for in two landslide elections, pick the uh, Supreme Court justice, even though that was his constitutionally proscribed role. Mitch McConnell, this grifter, this, the grave digger of American democracy who re- represents less people than goddamn AOC represents here in Queens and the Bronx, had the, had the, the, the gall had the hatred of this country. That's what he was motivating him because they're dismantling democracy for the oligarchy. So to say to the president that we elected, he wasn't just saying it to Obama. He was saying it to us, the American people, who he hates. No, Mr. President, and the millions of Americans who voted for him in two landslide elections. 
you will not fill the Supreme Court seat. F just forget about him, how many people he represents in, his, in Kentucky. The millions of Americans who, who voted for Obama. How dare Mitch McConnell stand in the way? But that's who they are. And that's why Trump is so confident. Remember when he did that sing-songy? And then it'll go to the court, and then we'll get a bad ruling, and then we'll go to another court, and then we'll appeal, and we'll get a bad ruling, and then we'll go to the Supreme Court. Because I packed the Supreme Court with unqualified loyalists like frat boy Cav and Neil Gorsuch, the man without honor. So, as ProPublica reports, Jack Gillum from, uh, from, let me see, who's, by Jack Gillum, Isaac Arnsdorf, Jake Pearson, and Mike Spies, or Spies, for ProPublica. So, it says, updated on July 7th. This story has been updated to include a statement from Peter Febo, Chief Operating Officer at Kushner companies. So they write businesses tied to President Donald F. N. Trump, Twitler, as we call him, as his 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 legal given Christian name is known. Donald Trump's family and associates stand up stand to receive as much as twenty one million in government loans designed to shore up payroll expenses for companies struggling amid the coronavirus pandemic. A where is this? A hypo hyponic lettuce farm backed by Trump's eldest son, Donald Effing Junior, the scumbag, applied for at least $150,000 in small business loan funding. Albert Hazori, a dentist frequently spotted on at Mar-a-Lago, asked for a similar amount. A hospital run by Maria Ryan, a close associate of a Trump lawyer and former mayor Rudy Giuliani, requested more than $5 million. Several companies connected to the president's son-in-law and the White House uh, advisor Jared Kushner could get upwards of six million. These are the biggest takers going. But you, if you get extra sixteen dollars of food stamps, oh, you are a taker. You're somebody who needs to learn the dignity of work. There's no ban on businesses connected to Trump's orbit receiving money. Democrats added provisions to the CARES Act, excluding government officials and their family members from receiving funds from bailouts, but not from the PPP. The firm sought funding under the Paycheck Protection Program, one of the Trump administration's sweeping pandemic relief efforts, <laughs> please, created in late March, it allows small businesses, generally with those those with fewer than 500 employees, to apply for loans up to 10 million. The loans can be forgiven if it is used to cover payroll, rent, mortgage, interest, or utilities. The program paid out 521 billion dollars to almost 4.9 million companies in an effort to provide relief for small businesses and their workers amid the sudden economic shock brought by the pandemic. 
But we still have millions out of work. How many million? 40 million? After resisting releasing the names, the government bowed to pressure from critics and watchdog groups. On Monday, the administration disclosed only those entities that were approved by banks for loans over 150000 The program has been criticized for including some loan recipients, particularly large publicly traded companies, and and for favoring wealthier businesses that had existing relationships with banks. In some cases, customers could essentially skip the line. Overall, well, doesn't that mean that's the way it is? When you're rich, you don't wait in line, you skip the line. Lines are for the sheeples, the dum-dums, you and me. Here's another article (laughs) that I found, of course, typical. Ayn Rand Institute took a PPP loan. What? I thought that anybody who is on the government dole is a taker, a parasite. The Ayn Rand Institute. Here is ex- from her website, from the sh- from the sociopaths website. Well, the Ayn Rand Institute. Those who venerate the sociopath, right? We took PPP funds and would do it again. So there, social media and major news outlets are ablaze with reports that the Ayn Rand Institute applied and uh, applied for and received funds from the Paycheck Protection Program established by Congress under the CARES Act for Pandemic Relief. People are questioning how the educational nonprofit, that's they're talking about themselves, that advocates for ending the welfare state can maintain its integrity while accepting a government bailout. Because you're a fucking hypocrite. It's nothing more American, you see, than being a hypocrite. Of course, the question is understandable, which is why months ago, before ARI and Rand Institute received any funds, Institute scholars recorded an explanatory webinar and published an essay to take or not to take. Oh my God, these people make me sick. Why? Why, world? Why have you put me in this world with these same people that I cannot stand? That are, they're barely, they're not even entertaining. They're tediously boring. Jesus Christ. These, where are, where am I? To take or not to take. Of course, this is what Republicans do. It's like that Mike Vanderbilt guy who's now burning in hell. The one who was like, break their windows. The one who wanted, he, from the Sippy Street militia, the, 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 the rotund goddamn uh, disability. What, you know, this pun, this uh, pudgy, 
white boy who thought he was a tough army man but couldn't do one push-up so he had to join make this fake militia group called the sippy street irregulars and who advocated for breaking the windows of democratic party offices because they had the nerve to pass the affordable care act while this scumbag was sitting on his on his government r&d created internets calling for violence against Democrats, courtesy of the disability check that he was receiving. You know, the Social Security disability that liberals fought. But then he was like, oh, I am justified in taking it because uh, he came up with this whole, oh, well, his uh, cousin who was a, who's an army sergeant told him it was okay and don't you hate government anyway? So take their money and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so Anne Rand Institute writes an article to take or not to take. Of course you're going to take. That's who you are, Republicans. As long as you maybe one day, why don't you open your eyes and look at yourselves and stop inflicting your manias on the world, please. Stop inflicting your sicknesses. Get help. Get help for your illnesses and stop trying to make the world as ugly as your insides. Because you're nothing. You're not, you have no integrity. You don't have a leg to stand on. You use your, you wrap your, your hate around the veneer of legitimacy by giving yourself an, uh, an organization called the Ayn Rand Institute, as if you are a legitimate thing, that you have a legitimate thought process. No, even your hero was a sociopath who took Social Security disability when her filthy three-pack-a-day smoking habit caught up to her and gave her cancer. So she was on Medicaid, she was on Social Security, and she was a hypocrite after spending her life making other people feel bad for being on Social Security and disability. So why don't you all take that lesson and say, close your stupid institute. It doesn't have a leg to stand on, you freaks. Instead, you keep on lying to yourselves while you lie to everybody else. You don't have any integrity. Your ideology is crap. Face it. It's anti-human. It's anti-humane. It brings nothing to the world but pain, ignorance, strife, and division. So why don't you get over it? Find a real hobby. Do something worthy. Join the New York City Feral Cat Initiative. Go help some animals. Do something that doesn't suck. Add something to the world. I know that goes against everything that Republicans believe, you know, because Republicans wouldn't pull a hair to sacrifice. They can't put on a mask. They won't do any PT to learn how to do a push-up and join the well-regulated militia known as the National Guard. They couldn't do that. That's too much sacrifice. That's too much. So, 
Stop making the world worse, Republicans. This is, isn't this an, uh, an example of yet again the reality not ever meeting the, the rhetoric? Reality is, doesn't, it doesn't work for you guys. That's why you think truth, in fact, has such a liberal bias. And you're like, oh, it's the cancel cone. They want to cancel because we disagree. I'm tired. No, no, no. It's not that we disagree. You can, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you are not entitled to your own facts. So every time when you personally, whether it's your, your hero, Ayn Rand, or your goddamn fake phony institute meets the reality of life, you don't stand up on the own merit of your ideology. It never happens. You will never say, okay, well, here's a pandemic. Let me pull myself up by my bootstraps and not take PPP money. No, you never do it. None of you. Just like Ayn Rand, she never, she didn't say, okay, well, I spent my whole life calling people on Social Security and Medicare parasites, so just because I got cancer doesn't mean that I can go against my ideology and just do what I die, just die, like I expect everybody else to do, showing them the way of put it, pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. No, you don't do that. You're phonies. And in the meantime, in the in the period when there are no crises, you all you do is divide and throw in your bullshit ideology that we all have to pretend has legitimacy by giving it air. Like when you'll be on Fox News and you'll be on some uh, wherever they'll have you on uh, some panel, as if. You have merit. But you might be taken seriously if ever there were a crisis that you met with your ideology. Never. You never do it. And then you write articles to take or not to take where you give yourself the permission to be a hypocrite. And you hope that everybody buys into it. You people are transparent. If only, you know, I've had enough therapy. I look at myself. I try. Trust me. I, I'm the real deal here. I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not, I'm not like you. See, I was in the National Guard. You know, when I, when we were attacked, I was, uh, okay, I'm joining up. And there I was in October taking the oath. Where were you? Coming up with some essay? And now I live this life. I make a show on Progressive Voices and here on all these other progressive channels. I try to use my platform to advocate for what I believe in, which is democracy and 
just like the progressive initiatives that created this country, being a progressive, turning uh, 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 against the king, nothing more progressive than that. Uh, we're trying to make a more perfect union, and you would never turn. You would. I would never turn around and. I don't know. Be a conservative. I, there's nothing conservative. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to come up with a, with an example. Would I? What is? There's no value to conservatism. You get nothing from it. Nobody has gets anything from it except they get to be racist and selfish. That is the entire ideology in a nutshell. They hide behind the veneer of whatever, of their conservatism. They try to pretend that, that they're, it's, it's a haven for racists to join in pretending that they're temporarily, temporarily embarrassed millionaires and that billionaires love them and want to trickle on them and meet them for a beer. I don't know. There's no merit. Anybody, show me. Give me an example of a conservative, even average conservatives, everyday dum-dums, like the idiots screaming out of the car, all lives matter. You want? Let's go through their life. See, when they took unemployment insurance or social security disability or, I mean, everything about... Republicans and conservatives is, is hypocritical. Their entire ideology is based in bullshit because you're we're an intergen we're an intergener we're an interdependent species. Yours, I don't care your essays, your stupid Atlas shrugged, your dumb dumb fountainhead. Your musings of a sociopath, altruism is evil, all that bullshit. It can't escape the reality that human beings need each other, that we live in society, we live in communities. There are other species on this planet that, are, that don't live together in big communities because that's not how they were made. But that's how we were made, which is why everything that conservatives stand for and stand upon is built on bullshit and division. They have to keep people divided and stupid and fighting amongst each other rather than unified and working together and working for each other. And yeah, you know what? They're so afraid. They hate their fellow Americans, that's for sure. They think in their minds, oh, Americans... There's just these lazy bastards hanging around in a social safety net hammock. You know, nobody is lazier than the right-wing elite, than the Tucker Carlsons of the world. What have they ever done? They've never put in a day's work. They've never sweated for a day's pay. Never. Disgusting. And then this the Ayn Rand Institute, to take or not to take? Well, I wonder, what do you think, guys? What do you think the verdict will be? 
Do you think they're going to stand on principle? What principle? Their ideology is hollow and stupid. Even their own hero couldn't abide by it. What the hell just happened? Camera. I just saw that the camera was out of focus again. It's probably better that way. <laughs> it's getting late. I'm tired. I ain't getting any younger. You know, I'm not Tommy Lauren. I don't have makeup artists. After 10 o'clock, it gets real. Here, to take or not to take. At the Ayn Rand Institute, we are dedicated to the philosophic principle. And because we are, we will take any relief money offered to us. Okay, well, that settles it. We'll take it unapologetically. Because the principle is justice. Well, there you go. That's a good way to wrap it up, to give yourself cover, to see why focus on the fact that everyone seems determined to know. Government has no wealth of its own. Private philanthropist. Yeah, bitch, because wish we're... What do you mean government has no wealth of its own? We're in this together. Oh, oh, right. See, that gives the game up right there. Government has no wealth of its own. There you go, everybody. What they're saying is that oligarchy, they got the wealth, so they should be the government. That's what they're saying. Well, government has no wealth of its own. Yeah. Well, we all have wealth. I mean, we all work, and we all pay into society. Government has no wealth. So what they're saying is uh, the rich should run and rule and be the government. That's exactly what that says. Governments cannot provide help. It can also only force others to provide it. Bullshit. Government can organize us, we the people, we're in it together. That's why we have representatives that vote and they say, hey, how are we going to handle this? Let's do this. Let's send that. Ba, ba, ba. I mean, these people, hollow, transparent. Wow. The question is, understand why is, which is why, months ago, before... ARI received any funds. The Institute recorded an explanatory webinar and published an essay saying to take or not to take, stating clearly that ARI was the Ayn Rand Institute, in other words, was applying for funds and explaining why an uncompromising advocate of laissez-faire capitalism, you know, keep your hands off, absolutely has the right to take money that doesn't belong to it that they advocate nobody else take ever and pull yourself up by your bootstraps like the oligarchs and the billionaires have pulled themselves up by our bootstraps as we have given them a free ride on our backs to the bank. <sighs> take such money as a matter of moral principle. These explanations are based squarely on Rand's philosophy of objectivism. You know, another bullshit that we wrap in the veneer of legitimacy, like intelligent design, you know, taking nonsense, or originalism. Originalism. It's 
the excuse to be an asshole. That's basically that. Uh, including statements she made directly on the issue during her lifetime, her useless, wasted lifetime. Parentheses. She died in 1982. Oh, poor thing. She's burning in hell right now. How many years burning in hell? That's a lot. Well, I guess every day is like a an eternity when you're in hell. Together, these materials provide a factual basis for journalists, commentators, and other interested persons to understand the Institute's position. The Institute president and CEO, Tal Sfani, was recorded has recorded a short video explaining why the pursuit of PPPPP funds was a matter of justice. Oh, look, we gotta, let's tune in. And then CEO of the Ayn Rand Institute. Wait, that's not the right one. So social media is on fire because my institute, which advocates... Oh, God, I'm trying to find it. ...and the complete separation of the government from the economy. Oh, shut your mouth. Listen to this. Wait, wait, wait. Hi, I'm Tal Tafani, the president and CEO of the Ayn Rand Institute. It's very so low, I know. Social media is on fire because my institute, I'm trying to make it louder. which advocates for laissez-faire capitalism and the complete separation of the government from the economy, Shut was your suddenly mouth. exposed as receiving money from the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP as it's called. Except that this wasn't a big revelation at all. This is where the laugh track in comes May, in handy. We broadcasted an hour-long webinar and published an article stating as every that we Republican, were for the PPP money every and ran institute as uncompromising statement needs to be accompanied by a laugh track. That gives it relevance. That's what it's meant for. Let's try this again. Opponents of the government wealth, wealth redistribution. Absolutely, so no, we're interested in right your more immorality of your entire All of us ideology. Are forced to pay into a tax system whether we morally support it or oppose it. We don't have a choice about it. You need increase All of us are forced to support the welfare state whether we agree with it or not. If the government offers to return some of the money taken from us, each of us is entitled to reclaim some of what was taken. This is a form of restitution. Oh my God! Claiming your stolen goods after being a victim of Well, why don't of you robbery. get the fuck out in then fact, and go to a desert island? Why are you there, in your house built to code so it doesn't fall down? Why are you in that house? I'm sure that's running off of our electric grid that somebody came up with. That you ride roads that we built that you drink water that is tested and clean. I'm sure you didn't dig your own well. I'm sure you don't carry your own water into your house every morning and night to have your hot bath. So why don't you get the F out of our society and go to a desert island? Nobody's stopping you. 
Get out. Get off the grid. Go live like the Unabomber. He did it. There's no reason that you have to live in our civilization. It's so abhorrent to you. You don't want to be part of it. Yes, the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. And when the society, when something happens to us, as you see, we are all connected. We are in a pandemic that started when one mother effer in China wanted to eat meat. And it came, he and here we are, all over the world. We're all connected. But you could go live in the woods. You don't have to have electricity. You can make your own generator. Why don't you come up with your own means of generating electricity? Go on your, go on a, a cycle. Maybe you could, you know, like a hamster on a wheel for 18 hours. And then the rest you can bank for the days that you're not feeling well. After you dig your well and test your own water for parasites and all and things that might kill you. It's, these people are beyond belief. Do they understand? They're living in the society with us. So get lost. Get your family. Get off the grid. Go live like the, the Swiss family Robinson. I don't understand. Nothing is stopping you. We all, we're coerced. No, you're not. You have a choice. Go away. Stop sucking on our society like a parasite without the manners, the, not even a, a parasite that's de a decent parasite. You don't even have the maturity to say thank you. You just keep sucking on the government teeth, whining, whining, whining. It's not enough. It's not good enough. I don't like it. Nye, 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 nye. While you take, 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 take. And now you're taking, 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 taking again. Get lost. Take your institute and go move to a desert island. Run your own internet cable. Come up with your own Wi-Fi. Your own means of communication. Why are you using society, civilization, other people's, uh, other people's money, other people's in ingenuity? These taking, taking little whiny children. That's what they are. It's like listening to children who never grow up, who don't understand the real world. That's why every Republican speech, every especially every Ayn Rand Institute speech, needs to be accompanied by a laugh track. That's the only way you can listen. Ayn Rand's view on this issue is that the only people who are morally entitled to, to claim this sort of government money are those who oppose the system on principle and speak out against the advocates of the welfare All right, I've had enough. I've had enough of that bullshit. I'm sick of them. Anybody else? Am I the only one? Get lost. Go back to... Yeah, exactly. Andre on the chat. Liberland. There you go. Get out. One-way ticket. Goodbye. What are you doing here? Drinking our, our tested water, eating the food that is... 
regulated, doesn't have parasites in it. I don't think you, you didn't hunt for your food. You didn't grow your own food. Get out. You didn't dig your own well. There's many people that live off the grid. At least they have the goddamn integrity. They don't like government. They go in the woods. They don't, they're completely off the grid. Go and do it. Learn from them. They can do it. Why not you? Oh, because you want all the benefits of civilization, but none of the responsibilities. That's it. You're a baby. I get it. That's who they are. That's why they have no, they're so boring. They're just, they're just typical, like children. They're annoying. No, I mean, not that children are annoying. They're not. They're cute. Not like them. They're just, they're boring because they act like children. And you expect more from adults. And it's just selfishness. It is the superior, the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. Period. End of sentence. All right, one last thing. There's many things going on. I hate to end the show, but I got to get to sleep. And we didn't get any more patrons while the show was on. So I start feeling uh, like nothing matters. We need patrons, okay? That's all I'm saying. We need to grow the community. I'm sorry. I have to keep bringing it up. Uh, there are so many things. That's why we have to do a show every day. I'm looking at all the things that I wanted to talk about tonight, and I like I wanted to talk about the teen who was given whose mother is a Trump and killed her because. She was given, well, she wanted to give her coronavirus, and then she gave her hydroxychloroquine, and now she's dead. But then there's another one, and then there's Mary Trump's book. Oh, my God. Here's something, though, I wanted to show this disgusting man. Here's Trump's America. Right before we went on air, this person, this racist Trump who has been has been exposed as who is he? Let me see. I have the article. This uh, all right. This family went to a restaurant just to celebrate the uh, the aunt's birthday. Can't even have a nice birthday party in a country overrun with Trump Trumpanzies. They they have too much power. They think because there's a chief, the chief Trumpanzie squatting in the White House, despite receiving fewer votes. They think that okay, we can all fly, let our freak flags fly. So here's this racist Trumpanzie interfering with a family for no good reason, just to be an ugly, disgusting, racist waste of human DNA and America-hating idiot. Whoa. Okay, say that again. Yeah, say that again. 
Oh, now you're shy? Say it again. Say it again. Now you're shy? What's wrong with you, man? Say it one more time. So you see this? This man says Trump's gonna fuck you. He's sitting there. So the woman turned on her phone, started filming, and saying, "Say that again." Obviously, he said something. This is a family that is just celebrating a birthday, and. This mother effer decides he starts harassing them, and he's sitting there like an evil little little Twitter troll, like his goddamn hero, Trump. Trump's gonna fuck you. So on the hill, it says the video. This was posted on Twitter. Shows a an unidentified white man, but he's been he's been. Oh wait. He's been identified. He's now been identified. Let me see. He's some asshole. <laughs> He's been identified as a major asshole. But we knew that already. Wait. The guy's name is... I want to get his name out. He's a CEO. He lives in San Francisco. Oh, son of a bitch. A tech CEO. His name is Michael Lofthouse. Evil. An evil scumbag. Well, here's... Uh, his. He's Now he's going to be famous. You fuckers need to leave. Oh, you need to. Asian piece of shit. You, oh my wow. God. Get out of here. Unbelievable. You are not allowed here. I already, I already put my no, fucking money down. No, you do not talk to our guests like them. Get out now. Who are these fuckers? They are valued guests. Oh, they need to get out of here. Yeah, fuck you. You're a racist. <laughs> you are not allowed here. Yeah, really. No problem. I'm saying. What is wrong with people? What makes somebody think that they can do that to a family sitting there celebrating a birthday? So this guy, it's San Francisco tech CEO. His name is, where the heck is it again? Jonathan Lofthouse. So, okay. He yells, Trump's going to F you, you Asian piece of S. According to an article in San Francisco First, the various Karens, Kens, and barbecue Becky types have really been on a racist roll lately, likely emboldened by Trump's attempt to make racism fashionable again. And the, an- and the wave of anti-Asian attacks in the COVID-19 area, uh, um, in the COVID-19 era, and this guy was just sitting there staring at this family, celebrating a, a party, a birthday. Thank you for ruining somebody's time. And, you know, that ca- that carries with a, uh, a bunch of people, of course. Now you got to walk around in this country, your country, feeling attacked. 
because we have a goddamn Twitter troll squatting in the White House who's a racist, who is dividing this country purposefully, and he has a bunch, he's got millions of willing enablers and participants. Oh, God, I hope they all get coronavirus. So, the article says, the latest trumpet to go full Alex Jones in a viral video has been identified his real name, uh, by his real name, before giving given a snappy internet nickname. He, uh, the cloud computing CEO Michael Lofthouse was a big mouth bigot in an unprovoked racist shouting attack at a restaurant in Carmel Valley. The incident has spurred national media reports on TMZ and the New York Post and more along with naming of his San Francisco company, Solid 8, and likely dimmer career prospects. Solid 8. The anti-Asian invective display is really bad. Definitely. As seen in the video posted by a woman eating dinner with her family, Lofthouse yelled, Trump's gonna fuck you. You fuckers need to leave and fucking Asian piece of shit. All unprovoked. He was just sitting there, staring at them with an evil grin. What makes that okay? What makes a grown person think that's okay? That's a proper way to behave in a country that is a nation of immigrants. Chan adds for context that this was uh, at her grandmother's, well, or aunt's, I think they said aunt, birthday dinner. We were celebrating my tita's birthday, literally just singing happy birthday to her and taking pictures. When this white supremacist starts yelling disgusting racist remarks at us, Now, that that causes hurt and pain unnecessarily. What the hell is wrong with people? Viral videos work in mysterious ways, and this one picked up steam when pop star Kelly Clarkson retweeted it. Mr. Trump's gonna fuck you? Further reporting shows that Lofthouse himself is an immigrant who moved to the U.S. from Britain. Well, he's white. So, it counts. It doesn't count, right? No harm, no foul. His now-deleted LinkedIn account listed him as Solid 8 CEO and previously with IBM, HP, Oracle, and BMC. And Lofthouse, his Twitter account is currently suspended. Somebody who messaged him received a reply. A person messaged him saying, everyone is aware of the situation that happened out in Monterey. You're a trash human being and deserve every bad thing that happens to you. And he responded, great for you. Leave our planet, Asian fuck. Come near me or my people and you are dead. Do not start, you effing piece of shot. Further, the above text message allegedly from Lofthouse surfaced on Monday, and we see from, uh, let's see, he listed his, well, 
It says he listed his address as 2755 Great American Parkway. He faced 2016 misdemeanor charges of domestic battery and vandalism. Well, he's a real American hero. There you go. He's, well, he's a Trump fanzee. He's white, so he was just having, a, he was down on his luck. He found Jesus, so everything's great now. He pleaded no contest to vandalism, and the, and the other charges were dismissed, but it could be that cancel culture isn't finished with him yet. But I couldn't believe that right before we went on air that video was on Twitter and I just thought who the hell gave that permission that person permission to act that way Twitter Republicans of course they think you know that's that's making America great right there All right, let's go back to the chat. Oh, thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. You didn't have to do that. Well, keep keep it up, though. <laughs> All right, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Where are you? How you doing? Yes, he was exercising free speech, Jim said. That's how they feel. Oh, cancel culture. He'll, he'll be on Fox News crying about cancel culture. Some things need to be canceled. But you see Republicans always on the wrong side of history, always on the wrong side of humanity. Oh, let me reel that out. Always on the wrong, uh, conservatives on the wrong side of history and the wrong side of humanity. <laughs> Waiting for your rap. Come on, you can't always do a rap. Greg says, I hate when she says that. Guys, that means the show's over. <laughs> Is that why? I'm like, guys, 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 gotta go. Well, we can do another show tomorrow. If you know how, you know why, you know how. Somebody becomes a patron. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, like Eric did. You don't have to do $100 a month like some people. Greg, you can do $2 a month and there'll be a show. There's so many other things to talk about, but I really got to get to bed. That's the problem. I had such a bad headache today, and I started the day very sad about the kittens, and I'm direct with anxiety. I really want to do a show. I want to do a show every day. I do. I think it's good for my mental health, frankly. I like seeing you guys, and I like I don't know. I guess I just like seeing you. <laughs> it's good. And I also feel like we're doing something. We're contributing. We're making the world a better place. We're getting the word out. We're fighting back against the fascism. 
the fascists, and we're not going silently into that dark night. We are raging, as it should be. So, if you are watching or listening, and you have yet to take that extra step of becoming a patron, what are you waiting for? Go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin if you can. Otherwise, I mean, I get it. Not everybody can become a patron. But maybe you should write me a letter and tell me why. <laughs> In less than 100 words. Doesn't have to be a long explanation. I don't know. We just... I have high hopes for this show. And other times I have, I say to myself, am I dreaming? And other times I say, what the hell am I doing? Doing a show. Why don't I get out of here? Why don't I just shut up like the rest of everybody and go about my business and worry about the things I can change, right? Grant me the serenity to, what is it? <laughs> All of a sudden, the serenity prayer came, came out of my head. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Do I have the wisdom to know the difference? Maybe this is the wisdom to know the difference. Am I lacking the wisdom to know the difference? Is this changeable it is it's changeable we know it's changeable because society can change it, it can change for the worse or it can change for the better it changes for the better when you start getting the word out and or it can change for the worse that's the thing how did germany change for the worse it started they took over the media of course, they couldn't have done it without the media, without owning the radio stations and the newspapers, putting radios in everybody's homes that blasted the propaganda against Jews, especially. So, and that's how Fox News did it. Uh, that's how GOP TV. It's important. They're not only important, it's vital. I mean, that's my perspective. That's where I come from. I come from a communications background, and that's because I feel that it's important. That's what I studied in school, and I also do it. So I believe. I also study history. It's all, even, you know, propaganda has been with us since uh, human beings have been Scratching paintings in caves, that's for sure. It's very interesting, but true. And there's so much other, so many other things we have to talk about, frankly, except I'm tired, so. But I, we've been doing this since, for three, over three hours right now. And we can do it for four hours. I've done a four and a half hour show. We can do more. 
You know it. All right, guys. <laughs> guys, guys, I got to get unconscious. Maybe I can have a nice dream where there are no Republicans and people are nice and they leave others alone when they're celebrating their TT's birthday. Just think about the trauma that that person inflicted on that family for no good reason. Why would you do that to a family, to anybody? Just shut your filthy, disgusting, ugly, trump mouth, eat your stinking dinner, and get the F out and go home. Now you're internet famous, you got to take down all your social media accounts. No one is going to hire you. So, and whenever you try to get a job, they're going to Google your name, Jonathan, whatever the heck his name is. No, I forgot it. Jonathan, oh no, not Jonathan, Michael Lofthouse, parentheses, Lofty. Oh, he likes to go by the nickname Lofty. Michael Lofthouse, Lofty. Isn't that Lofty to sit there and harass and harangue a family and call them, tell them that Trump's going to F you? Well, that's lovely. Isn't that a common theme, though, among all of these Trumpanzees who, who are activated by the Scotcast Stoke sto, sto, Wait, fuck this word. St- it's like sticks in my mouth. Scotast. Oh God, Scotastic! No, no, no. I have to hear it. So I said it once, and I was like, there, I got it. Stochastic. That's it. Stochastic terrorist. Activated by the stochastic terrorist in chief. I don't want to hear this anyway. I just annoyed myself in my own head saying in chief, how they always say, oh, he's supposed to be the healer in chief or the consoler in chief, but he's the He's the commander-in-chief, but he also has to be the cheerleader-in-chief. And we really need him to be the empathetic, cons- uh, the consoler-in-chief. Shut up, in-chief! Please. How about the F-U-in-chief? And get the hell out of the people's house, in-chief. Look at this guy. Michael Lofthouse, what a sociopath. Freak. What kind of a human being bothers a family doing nothing, sitting there celebrating somebody's birthday, and this demon has to interject himself and and say, Trump's going to fuck you? Like, this is, what kind of world are we living in? And that's your president? You think that makes America great? That you have a racist, terrorist, I can't say stochastic anymore, and he gives you permission to harass people. Now, tell me if I'm wrong. I say it all the time. There you go. There's yet another proof that in every... Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. You tell me, 
if this were 1939 Germany or before, where would they, what side would they fall on? The only thing that separates what we see with these fascists today and what happened in the, and the genocide and the war crimes and the inhumanity that we saw just not even, well, 75 years ago, where uh, the only thing that separates them is time and opportunity. Given the right circumstances, they would behave the same exact way. You know it. That's why we have to guard against it vehemently. And these people need to be relegated where they rightfully belong, in minority status. Conservatives are not emotionally, spiritually, in any way capable intellectually in any capability way are they capable of leading a modern nation no way you want to lead a crap hole sure they're your guys you want to lead a country a decent country into the dirt give them a call but you want a country that is decent honorable admirable that works that works for all not them you better give them a pass oh don't worry they'll benefit from that society they'll go right along they will whine and complain all along just like the Ayn Rand Institute they'll suck on the government teeth They'll write articles, they'll get on panels, they'll be on Fox News, whining, 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 doing all they can to make the world a worse place, like they like it. But we have to take our rightful position in the majority and continue to evolve without them. They'll come kicking and screaming, but... That's why I say support the liberal media. Become a patron. And hopefully, if you do, we will continue to grow. And the, this, the show will continue to grow. And we will become a daily show that will reach, will make an impact. The more people you tell about the show, the more we'll will grow. The more patrons we have, the more we'll grow. And maybe I'm going to start doing patron-only events soon enough. But we have to grow. We got to grow. Okay? That is your order. We need another patron. Just one. One a day. One a day keeps the patrons... Well, what's the way? One a day keeps the fascist away. Thank you, Robin, for your super chat. Thank you, Shannon and Anthony and JD and Jim and Steven. Thank you for your super chats. I really would like to see you tomorrow night. I'm seeing a lot of people dropping off the stream right now. They're probably going to get unconscious like me. And... We need each other. We also need our therapy. This is kind of like a get-together where we talk each other down off the ledge and we also give each other the motivation 
and the and the inspiration. I'm speaking for myself, I suppose, to keep going. You can do it. We can do it. We're in this together. That's why I, I say, we know the motto of the show. We stick together. We win. That is true. Because we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. You know it. We are on the right side of humanity. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. And hopefully, I'll see you tomorrow night.